Find a spot around the fireplace, you goons. It's time for another tale of Casual Master Quest. Aloha, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Casual Master Quest. I am your host, Tyler Vidito, and this is episode number 14, the only podcast that has a member who regularly flexes through time to see what the sales number are like in the future. Hey, this is usually our, our, our beautiful player over here, Cam, who occasionally Hello. has uh, this weird time flux moment. So how's it going, Cam? Are you living the dream? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm getting some predictions right now, actually. Oh, those PS4 numbers. Over one million, hundred million. What? Oh, no. one million. Wow. There's no way that can be right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, doing wonderful. Yes, welcome. Him, him and I are chilling in the guild. Don't worry, though. Out from the shadows with a rose. A rose in each hand. <laughs> that are completely dethorned. Make sure he's all set. We got Nick. Nick, how's it going, my pal, my friend? Are you looking alive? Good afternoon. Welcome to the guild. Yeah, Take good afternoon. Take a seat by the fire. Grab a drink. Ooh. Get comfortable drink. for all the stories. Nick, Nick is role-playing. I like this. I like it. Man, is this what Nick at uh, 9.30 a.m. Pacific time is like? Because this is what we get. This is morning Nick fueled by sugar and lack of sleep. Oh, man. Like, no, well, actually, I, I got enough sleep. I slept uh, uh, three hours earlier than I usually did at 1.30. Yeah, we, um, we, we totally, well, I don't know what you did afterwards, but we totally partied kind of late for us, Nick, or sorry, Cam and I playing Fortnite together, but uh, you, you are a night owl. Once you get the uh, the taste of the nightlife, you, you go deep. Yeah, and I don't even do anything. I just sit there on my computer just going through Reddit for three hours. Oh, yep. no. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> what my best friend does where he doesn't want to go to sleep, but he doesn't know what he actually wants to do. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. He just goes for the tiny, like, little minuscule taste of, like, entertainment that he can find on Reddit. For me, that's or, Twitter. like, but... munchies at 2 a.m. on YouTube. Right? Ah, okay. Fair enough. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, we are episode number 14. Again, Nick, Cam, Tyler. Cool. We are a team. We're going to make some great stuff happening. However, right in the very beginning, I want to give a wild warning because this is where we're going to implement Operation Nightclub. Ooh. Now, I've warned people as many times as I could. I could have probably put a separate like five megabyte podcast up just to say hello. Operation Nightclub is for right now anyways, a one time thing. I think I'm going to make it continued starting next week, but we got to see where the first hour of what you know people that are listening to us right now and i'm gonna start the hour right now because i totes forgot i can't believe i just said totes please stop me i'm hurting myself and totes my goats so one hour everybody here that you're listening you're gonna have good clean fun if you got children around enjoy it because we're gonna have fun we're gonna talk about video games it's the favorite thing that you're here for however once an hour happens and it will happen people we will reach that point you're gonna start hearing that sexy jazz music it's gonna reach for the, the specifically the audio listeners, you're not going to hear this in the video because we're not that cool. And then once the hour hits, proverbially hour, we're going to start to go into what is called nightclub mode. And we're going to go where things might not be safe for work. We might say some things that, uh, you know, may not say in front of our grandmother, so to speak. So if, if you're not into that or if you got to wait until later, just know once you hear the saxophone music, pause. You're going to enjoy the rest of the stuff later. You're going to have a good, you know, dirty humor, fun. You're going to enjoy yourselves. It's going to be a, a, a dark pleasure, so to speak. Don't worry. We'll be here for you for now. So that's the warning. That's my last warning for you guys. Good luck. 
have fun. We're going to go straight into the Pokemon Go Watch proverbial minute. I'm going to use oh, yeah. the word proverbial because uh, we, we, we do love our Pokemon Go because things are going to be happening. Unfortunately, we are talking right now specifically at 12.30 p.m. on Saturday, uh, Eastern Standard Time, which means the special community event has not happened yet. However, we'll we'll be talking, you know, maybe preparation stuff that we've done in the meantime, because, you know, it's been a whole week. Things have been happening. So let's start the Pokemon Go minute. Cam, go right ahead. Have you been playing Pokemon Go this week? Okay, that's right. So we've lost Cam. I'm back. Cam Cam has gone into the future to get the numbers of Pokemon Go to see if the numbers are good. Cam, are the numbers good over in Pokemon Go? Uh, Looking okay. Looking okay. They're not they're not amazing, but they're they're passable, I would say. Uh, to be fair, it's been out for two years and two months, mm-hmm. as of probably like a, a week ago, and they've hit over 800 million downloads. Yeah. Yeah, like while we now, to be fair, probably a lot of them are bots, I'm not going to lie. And uh, since then, they actually made about 1.8 billion. So it's not exactly Fortnite territory, but for, you know, for something that's really simple, that you know, that, that's a lot of money. That's above Overwatch loot box money, because Overwatch loot box money, as of, I think, six, seven months ago, was around 1 billion, so... Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah uh, it's estimated that out of the 800 million downloads, uh, 147 million people actively play Pokemon today. And uh, out of the, I don't even know how many Pokemon there are total, Nick would know this more than anybody, Cam might too, but uh, Pokemon Go actually only has 347 Pokemon mm-hmm. released to catch right now. Yeah. So they, they got quite a ways to go. And uh, they actually haven't gotten an award in quite a while. The last time they got an award was in 2017, dude. Like, uh, you'd think, I know the hype died down, but really no one's been given that much credit, but they still get the support. Well, that's the thing, right, is when, and we should honestly appreciate the game a lot more now, considering all the updates that have been added to it, considering that it added the weather system, which I really, really like, raids, all the group stuff, the friend stuff. It's a good game now. It's a wonderful game now. The only thing I think we're really hurting for is the return of the footprint system, but we're never going to get it back. That was an early game, and I do miss it, though. It, very very much now i made a mistake i tried calling out to you to see how you've been playing pokemon go but you had actually gone searched forward months at a time to see what pokemon go is like so that was my mistake and i would like to apologize yep, yep. you should start with somebody else because in some cases right i do have that flash a little bit and i'll flash forward to the future and disappear for a while so it's interesting because i know that uh nick has a similar ability but he goes straight into the past <laughs> but cam you are a futuristic type person mm. Okay, look, can, can I catch you on the present right now? Or you... you can, you can, I'm all set. Okay. With your blessing, great Pokemon master. Yes. I would love to hear about your Pokemon Go experience. Right. This week in Pokemon Go, a very impressive week. Pokemon Stay. I opened the app. Oh. Oof. That's it. Oof. <laughs> I open the app every day. I can confirm. Because mm-hmm. I've received quite a few gifts from you. Not recently. recently you haven't, because recently I haven't been leaving my house because I haven't had uh, work recently on contract. So I haven't actually been spinning stops or getting gifts. So I haven't actually given out gifts in a bit for people and I feel bad about it. So I'm like, uh. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. So you haven't gotten too much. Have you gotten prepped up? Are you going to be doing the EV event this weekend? Man, like I said before, it feels like the events come actually every week. I swear, I swear it's like every weekend we're recording the podcast. It feels like, like, oh, it's a community day. Perfect. So no, because I got a party I got to go to uh, later today and I got to go ahead and prepare some stuff, do some household chores, maybe tomorrow because it is a two day, which is really nice. And Sunday's a lot better. Sunday's a lot better for me to get out and do that. So I probably will. I'll at least catch some from my house. But the reason, you know, how I'm far as I am in Pokemon Go, despite not going out and doing it so much is because there's never been a day I haven't opened the app since launch. 
Mm. So I do play every day. It's just on a casual basis. A, a, a casual Master Quest basis? You could say that. You could oh, say that. I, I could say that. I could say mm. it. So Pokemon Go over in Nick's world. I have a hunch. I might know what the answer is, but I could be wrong. Nick, are you going to prove me wrong today? Have you been playing any Pokemon Go? Um, This week, yes, I have. I've been getting out of the house a lot I've more. Been, and I know been, because you've been, uh, or at least you should know because you've been getting gifts daily. Yes, I know. I don't. Yeah. Well, I like to look. I like to set up situations where if I am wrong, it benefits me as a person as, as the group. So I'm okay with being humiliated for the sake of the masses. So that's okay. There's right. nothing wrong with being wrong unless you're doing a uh, you know a Nick Switch initiative challenge, which yeah. that's later. That's later. Don't worry. I got some good <laughs> stuff for you. Yep. I know you studied, buddy. So catch anything sure. good, guys? Anything wild? Because uh, so far, not too much, but. I got a. I knew I got my seven day research task, so I got a Ryko from that, but nice. I already have yeah, nine. So. Wasn't oh, you have nine of them? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm two stamps off from getting mine. Um, no, I'm just excited for today. Uh, it's actually been really hot here in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. um, but today, for whatever reason, it wasn't forecasted. We've got rain. Yeah, Ooh, me too, rain. actually. And actually, I'm, I'm really, really excited. So I'm going to go out. Yeah, it's, it's 77 here with rain. So coolest it's been in three weeks or something. Nice. Uh, it's weird because it showed me I had a high of 86, but it's like, you know, uh, intermittent rainstorms. I'm looking at the radar. There's thunderstorms that are approximately 30 feet wide that are like peppered across Michigan. And so it's like, I'm not going to get hit by rain. If anything, like I'm more likely to, you know, accidentally get sprayed by my sink than get rain today. So it's cool, but uh, it stinks because my car doesn't have air conditioning. So I'm going to have oh. fun. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to have windows down, be chugging water, and I'm going to be catching EVs with my Pokemon Go Plus. It is uh, 66 degrees for you, American listeners. Ooh, oh, wow. ooh, thank right you. Now. Oh, thank can you. I have some of that? Put, put some of that my way. Yikes. Uh, 66 down from 90 yesterday. Ooh, that's a drop. Mercy. That's yeah, no drop. kidding. Who we? Who we? So myself, and I said this on the uh, the stream, but and I, I realized the more I say this, the more passive aggressive I get. So I'd like to apologize in advance to my two team members. I, uh, I've collected a lot of uh, Pokeballs from stops and whatnot in preparation for the EV thing. So, like, I've been catching sub Pokemon, and that's great. But for me, it's always been like building up more and more Pokeballs, and I'm afraid to use them as well as the uh, the Panap berries because after the Squirtle event, I got over a thousand candies for Squirtle, and that was you know I was like, oh man, that was cool. But now I want to go even more for EV because I got two days. Yeah. And so then my goal is to get like 1,200 or some crazy amount like that. That way I can just turn them all into random, you know, evolutions and then just cash them in for experience and then immediately release them because who cares about EV? You know, right? Everybody. Sure. I, I think well, I have like 900 EV candies myself just because they're really common in my neighborhood. So really, yes. I like I, I rarely see them. Yeah. It's it's nice because originally they were ten kilometer eggs, but they bumped them down to five kilometer. Yeah. Because you know you you're hoping for a Snorlax or a Lapras and all of a sudden Evie. Oh, 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 great, awesome, well, wonderful. Well, mouth. I yeah. to think about. I don't know too much about CP caps or like uh, what the meta Pokemon are in game for Pokemon Go for use of gym battles, but Evies are better than Squirtles in that aspect because I evolved a four hundred CP uh, Evie into twenty two hundred Jolteon. Yeah, they're still right. very good for the raid metagame. They're not the best anymore. Like, Vaporeon used to be just the best ninja battle game pre-raids. But these oh, yeah. days, you know, they still get up there. 25, 26, 2700. So still incredibly useful, some of the evolutions. Absolutely. Like, when I first played, which was the beginning of the game, the big thing that you would see in all the gyms, because 
we had a huge uh, drowsy problem where drowsies would appear everywhere in our city and we couldn't get rid of them. So the gyms would be nothing but Vaporeon and Hypnos. Uh-huh. And it, it just stank because, you know, Hypnos weren't even that good. But because we would see like five of them to every two Pidgeys, it would just it was they're everywhere. Wow. wow. Thankfully, they, they cut them down. Yeah, my meta was right on Gyarados before down in the gyms in my area. Oh, that would have been nice. Like something a little bit different because, ooh, ooh. And of course, Dratini's, there was one night, one night that I decided to stay up until like two in the morning in our local park before mm-hmm. they started. Uh, they were really forceful with the rules saying, hey, you can't be here past 10 p.m. But yeah, yeah. They, they, they let it slide because they knew what's happening after, you know, we, the police came because they're like, there's hundreds of people riding in the park. It's like, no, they, they see a Dratini. And there was just that one time we we're all walking around. All of a sudden, somebody goes, "There's a Dratini!" Like, <laughs> like inflection, and everything, and people just ran and flooded to this ten-foot square. And it's like, it was interesting. Jeez, it was yeah. fun. But yes, uh, got a lot of Pokeballs. I'm prepped up to catch a bunch of Eevees, turn them into evolutions, maybe keep a few because you know Vaporeons, Jolteons, and Espeons and Umbreons, in particular, to me, anyways, are very good uh, mechanical. You know defenders and maybe attackers so that was the pokemon go minute unless anybody has any last things that they want to say i'm all good i that do was a long minute it was a very long minute it, it gets stretched like i can stretch out the pokemon go song you know also i just want to point out there will be shiny evs out so yeah they, if you want a albino evie they will be out there so get hyped mm-hmm. get hyped okay so that was the pokemon go minute now we're going to be going into what you've been playing. Now, I always uh, I, I, I got warned this time, so I'm going to pick this time. That way, in case he teleports, Nick, Nick, what have you been playing? Tell me all the new stuff you've been playing. Your um, clean palette. Um, I've actually not been playing anything new. Uh, surprise. I know. Shocker. Really? Um, that goes well. Yeah, no. Destiny 2, Overwatch. Oh, that's and... a new game that just came out recently, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which one are we talking about? Overwatch or Destiny 2? Uh, Destiny, Destiny 2. 2. Overwatch has been out for a few years, but Destiny 2, didn't that come out like this week? Yeah, it came out this week. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, with a new well, DLC. Yeah, actually, it's, it's a brand new game by uh, Bungie. The, it's they just felt like uh, the two really went well with Destiny, so there was no sequel or like uh, prequel. Or anything. <laughs> it was just a solo game they just released randomly. Destiny uh, was yeah. a beta, but it was a yeah. closed beta. No one actually got to play it besides Bungie members. No, Destiny was like a freak uh, brain love child of uh, Hideo Kojima and uh, yep. whoever's in charge of Bungie. But so that's why it never actually. Existed. And of course, of course, everybody knows Bungie as the creators of Gears of War. Right, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and of course, uh, it's uh, it's uh, they, 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 they sword. <laughs> um, they actually partnered with uh, Ninja Theory to make uh, Yoshi's Island. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Uh, nice. about that. Yeah. That's a fact, yeah. A lot of people falsely uh, kind of uh, mention it with uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, but that is completely just a myth, uh, in yeah, fact, complete myth. <laughs> I can't keep this up. Yeah, you're going for something. Yep. I was gonna say, I was like, I, I keep trying to mix stuff up, but we're 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 gonna burn yeah. down real quick. So yeah, so Destiny. Well, that was back to... when, sorry, that that was back just to oh, remember my years correctly, right? That was back in like 2006 or so when Phil Spencer, the president of Sony, was working on the Dreamcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cat, I feel sorry. like Cat could keep this up. I feel like he could very well keep this up. Oh yeah, for an hour easily. I got grabs. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Destiny 2. There's an expansion coming out uh, September 4th. Uh, it's called Forsaken. Um, it's going to be good. I know I didn't... 
didn't say too much about it last last week, last episode. So what's been happening? They they put out as they did with Destiny One at the end of the end of each year of Destiny, they do a big event um, where it was called uh, Age of Triumphs, Moments of Triumphs. This time it's called Solstice of Heroes, where you complete uh, different challenges all related to Year One activities or the activities from that year, and you get certain points. And if you get up to a certain, I think you just have to get halfway up the threshold, which is not very difficult, even if uh, even for a casual player, you get a discount code for a T-shirt related to that year of uh, Destiny. Nice. And um, I, I believe that was inspired by Kevin Butler, actually. Uh, okay. <laughs> Nope. Wait, you guys not know who Kevin Butler is? I'm not very good. No, with we've me. talked about this before. Okay, you brought it up. Th- that's heartbreaking that you guys don't know Kevin Butler. No, I've said we talked about this before. You brought it up. Yeah, no, I'm just terrible with names. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, Hello, well, JK. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, so Destiny Two had a lot of problems at launch. Um, this is not a surprise. Lots of uh, controversy. Lots of issues. Are you suggesting uh, that this game originally came out not this week and it might have had some kind of issues going on? Yes, uh, contrary to popular belief, Destiny 2 actually came out September 4th or September 5th, 2017 for the PS4 and the Xbox One, and then October 6th or October 14th for the PC, mm, using yes. uh, coming out through uh, uh, Blizzard Activision's uh, partnership through the Battle.net launcher. Which is um, a fantastic idea, by the way. Fantastic idea. It helps with the... Um, uh, uh, cheating, the hacking, uh, because of uh, Blizzard's own uh, safety, security. Uh, right, and Valve doesn't get like a huge amount of that money because I'm, I'm sure they get a good good chunk out of it. Yeah. Um, and so there's just a lack of things to do, lack of replayability, lack of uh, endgame activities. Uh, you have uh, your power level, which is what your... It, it's like... Um, you hit the level cap, so it goes straight from 1 to 25 currently, or 1 to 30. And then you have a power level, which is an aggregate score or an average of your gear, of your three weapons and of your five armor pieces. And it adds up to just like your power level and how you're going to do in all these other different activities. Uh, but that didn't really matter to a large extent in like the big raids at the end of the game uh, that were part of endgame content. Um, there was no reason to do any of the daily stuff because people would reach uh, the level cap like really quick, get all the gear really quick. Um, and so they made the game really like catering towards the ca- uh, casuals, which to, to a certain extent I can understand because you want to be able to keep everybody happy. But when everybody has, every, it's, it's, it's a weird thing, but when everybody's happy, nobody's happy, yep. especially when it comes to games, mm-hmm. because then there's nothing for the hardcore players to do. And people used to hardcore grind in uh, uh, Destiny 1, even though uh, it got really bad towards the end in terms of PvP and things being stale because there's no new content for six months. Mm-hmm. Um, they removed random rolls from weapons, so it made no sense grinding out any kind of weapon because they're always static rolls and yep. the weapon pool was limited as it is. They removed uh, private matches uh, for the PvP, which was included in Destiny 1, and but removed from Destiny 2, a sequel game, as a feature. Yeah, um, and Sorry. I was going to ask, but how much time do you think you spent this week playing Destiny 2? Uh, this week, not so much because I've been busy with final exams. But ever since Destiny 2 launched, I've put about 300 hours into Destiny 2, which is not a lot compared to Destiny 1, where I was up to about 1,200 hours. All right, fair enough. Um, and so, yeah, so with uh, the launch of Forsaken, they're releasing a bunch of quality of life uh, updates. Uh, they're changing the weapon system, which they just changed it and went it all to hell in Destiny 2 at the start of it. Um, it just made it really boring, really stale to play. At the very core gameplay, uh, 
core of it, gameplay is fantastic. Gunplay is amazing. It feels good, really crisp, really uh, snappy. But the weapon slot system they changed from uh, D1 just didn't work out. So um, in regards, just really quick, in regards yeah. to it being an expansion of Destiny 2, if you were to compare yeah. it to a Destiny 1 expansion, uh, right. which one would this be? Would this be like the complete overhaul that the later ones yes. were? Or what um, one would you equate it to? Uh, the Taken King, okay. uh, which came out in year two of Destiny, and that basically changed everything and fixed the game. Yes, uh, so yes. that Taken King year was the best year. That's mm -hmm. when all the content creators really uh, hit their like stride and went through their golden age. That's when, you know, um, there's one uh, creator in uh, particular who uh, quoted a couple of days ago saying, because of Taken King, I eat steak every night. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played then as well. So yeah. yeah, the content was fantastic then. This is what it's going to be like. And so we're all hopeful. They've been showcasing a bunch of stuff. There was a combat reveal stream earlier this week, actually. Um, and so we're all cautiously optimistic. But just seeing what they've already done so far, it's enough for everybody to get excited. Mm -hmm. right, fair enough. That was Destiny 2. Uh, yeah. You also said you played some Overwatch and maybe another game. Yeah, so Overwatch has been my staple since... Um, uh, since it released, um, I, what, what's your favorite character to play as? I always ask and I always forget. It's 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 hard because thinking That's of why I forget to be honest. Then thinking of competitive, um, I played and I started filling because I would I solo queue. I still do a lot, and so I became a support main. Mm, I became yes. a mercy main just because a people don't like to heal or don't want to heal, and so I, I have to be like, all right, I'll heal. Just play whatever you want. I'll keep you alive, mm -hmm. and I don't usually pretend or like to act cocky, but I'm a pretty damn good Mercy. Um, mm -hmm. And then I started branching out because Mercy was getting a little stale then. I really enjoyed playing Mercy. Like it became like I hated playing Mercy. Then I really like because I played her so much, I really enjoy playing Mercy now. I think I have over 50 hours in Mercy and that's not a lot. But I have, you know, then the next character over I have 30 hours and then the next character over 20 hours. Mm -hmm. so a lot of hours over a bunch of characters. Um, so I'd go Mercy. I love playing Anna. Um, I enjoy playing Moira, so I became a healer main now. Because that's good. That's good. Support mains, respect um, support mains. I'm one as and, well. So. And I'm also like a flex tank main. Like I can play Diva, I can play Ryan, um, and I can play Soldier in rare cases. But this, this is always, of course, competitive. If, if I'm talking about like the competitive scenario, if I'm playing quick play, if I'm just messing around, I love playing the snipers. Hanzo and Widowmaker are my favorite characters of any game ever. Ugh. No, no, no. <laughs> Like uh, as much as I somehow uh, fixed or you know fictitiously say that I'm a good as a, a sniper, I, you will not catch me willingly playing with a sniper where you know people can see my work because I, I get really like it's kind of like that uh, scene from uh, Wonder Woman where the you got the guy that needs to take the shot to take out the sniper but his hands are still shaking even though he's supposed to be at the hot shot. That's me. Like you know, I, was like, I, I might have thought that was good at one point, but when it comes down the line, then no, I get nervous real quick, and it's like, nope, okay, I was wrong, I admit it, I'm gone, I'm a fraud, peace, nope, no, no snipey. Yeah, no, I understand that. And then um, Fortnite with friends. Really? Uh, cool. we, yeah, yeah, we actually played Fortnite yesterday. Congratulations. Uh, or, or Friday evening for listeners on Monday. Yep. You know, people that play Fortnite are actually. Uh, I, I don't know where I was going to go with that because it's like, okay, so yes, we all played Fortnite together yesterday. And as Cam pointed out at one point, once you admit that you play Fortnite to some people, suddenly they start coming out of the woodwork like, oh, yeah, actually, I play Fortnite too. I just didn't want to talk about it because yep. it, people are starting to, you know, shame each other. 
the the very loud minority, as it turns out, that haven't played Fortnite, that don't like it, or they have played and they don't like it, talk so much about it, how much they dislike it, that people who do play it and never said it before, they're nervous about mentioning it. And yes, we 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 like Fortnite. And actually, I started learning how to play good yesterday, and that was my favorite part because I realized someone told me this, and I don't know, it might have been a stream, it might have been an article, it might have been anything. You you much would rather try to miss aiming at the head than trying to successfully hit at the body, because the head hits and crits so hard that you know it means so much more in that moment. And so there was a, a point where I actually turned awesome for a second because I remembered this advice as I came falling on the ground with a shotgun, and then I tried aiming at the head. You know, was hoping that you know I'd hit it. I did, and it hit just enough that it critted enough that it took him out. It's like holy crap, this works. And then the second guy, you know, he got nervous and he started firing in this wild, like, he, he treated like an, a, a railgun at that, well, not a railgun, uh, a minigun, just yep. like shooting like in this wide circle around me. And I'm just sitting there standing there like, I've become the Jedi of dream. <laughs> he turned you, into a stormtrooper, basically. You can't touch me. Yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> then, I, you know, I hit him in the head and like, it works. It's magical. But yes, uh, the three of us played Fortnite. Do you guys enjoy it? Have fun? I mean, we yeah. played it for like three hours at least or two and a half hours. I mean, if yeah. I'm playing with friends, yeah. It, it is that thing, right? It was like, a, I say unfortunately, because originally, you know, having, having, I'll put it this way, right? Having covered games and being in covering games and in covering the industry, you see so much Fortnite stuff that you get the feeling from a covering perspective that you don't want to cover it at all because everybody else is already doing it's that. so saturated, bro. The other stuff needs attention. We can't forget about that stuff. So I've been relatively anti-Fortnite, but, you know, I'm going to admit that, uh, you know, we've always admitted at the highest level without jokes that it was a decent game, and I do have fun with it with friends. I really do. So we'll leave it at that fortnite's yeah. still good okay cool so cam lay it on me you've been streaming a lot of different games I, yeah, well, about it? i've been streaming a lot of different games in the pokemon series so i guess i'm a pokemon streamer now that's a thing yeah so, congratulations thank you i found my heart I, it feels like i found my identity because everything yeah some soul searching everything's just working out well now uh, so i'm hitting three nuzlocks at once right now one on pokemon prism which is a very expansive fan game one on pokemon heart gold in my spare time uh, actually four one in pokemon crystal as well and also pokemon white 2 randomized and nice. white 2 and prism are streamed on monday and friday uh, so i've been hitting that i also downloaded just for the heck of it pretty much a bunch of gotcha games which are of course the rolling games and things like that mobile games and so i, I actually put out the tweet where i downloaded fire emblem heroes a uh, fate go for the fate series uh girls frontline and i also have pokemon go and uh, dx2 liberation uh pokemon go is not a gotcha but dx2 is so i had like four gotcha games i downloaded three in one night and i was like see you losers later i'm going in uh, i'll say so <laughs> cancel your credit card now save yourself the the horrors that you could potentially yeah. face well luckily i'm a free-to-play player uh, for that sort of thing i don't put money into mobile games so i just kind of do it at my own pace the real struggle with mobile games for me though is when i load up on too many it becomes like a morning ritual of i'm spending an hour and a half going through mobile games and i don't want that to happen so i'm looking for ones ironically with a little gameplay because i want something i can just press and then move on pretty much uh, so girls frontline has been good for that among them i haven't gotten a try fate go yet because it's been down actually the android had a big update and Ooh. we don't have the new version of it yet so that's been an issue for the last three or so days but yeah i've been working at that i played a new game called hacknet on steam which was gifted to me by a friend Lucklight. 
and HackNet was very interesting. It was an interface. I streamed this as well, actually. And it was an interface command, like a command console on a computer. And you're basically using Unix commands to hack into different computers and to like look into their servers and advance the story. So like you're taking contracts for a hacking group, you're finding passwords for other people, you're cracking ports, you know, you're doing FTP bounces and shit like that. So it was it was really nice. It was really entertaining. And uh, you can check that out if you want at uh, Camp Collects. You were very passionate about it, but because I don't have as much experience in that type of field, it was completely Greek to me. And it, like I felt dis- uh, disassociated, like, I don't know what I'm looking at here. <laughs> he, he's excited because something's happening, but he's looking at code I have no idea about. Yeah, so I have very little experience as far as things go in terms of cracking and that sort of thing. All I can say is I mentioned this on stream too. I used to want to go into the military through the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. And so I actually did training there for a while. And there were some information warfare classes I took. And on those classes, they taught us how to like breach computers. And one of the exercises basically was to try and hack the guy's computer next to you before he hacked yours and stuff like that. And so like some of the stuff seems incredibly familiar to me to the point where I'm like, I'm even willing to say with a good like 80% accuracy that everything that they're using and doing in the game hacknet is pretty real I would say like those are generally real commands so that's pretty cool as well you know it does teach you a thing or two and at least how computers work and how you know getting past firewalls works and how getting into ports work and that sort of thing that's awesome man you said you're playing uh, Pokemon White 2 but you also said you're playing Pokemon Prism. Now, a lot of people might not know about that. You want to tell them about it? Definitely. So Pokemon Prism is probably the most extensive fan game there is for Pokemon. It's based on Pokemon Crystal, and it's been in development, I want to say, for maybe 10 years or something, because I played a very early build of it in 2011, and it actually just recently was released. It got so big, basically, it got CND'd by Pokemon Company, and they had to take everything down, but somehow the final build of the game leaked. Somehow. Of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, they, like mm-hmm. we we had nothing to do with it, but we oh. actually dropped this flash drive, you know, at a large organization called 4chan but right right no exactly so it's a complete overhaul of pokemon crystal as the base they demade some of the pokemon all the way through gen 4 so you see sprite based versions of pokemon from gen 3 and gen 4 uh, for the palette basically of crystal version and it has its own music a lot of gen 4 demake music as well it has its complete own two regions 20 badges i think it brings you up to level 100 it's the most extensive fan game there is a lot of care into developing it i'd say the one detriment to it is that they added a bunch of, I think, like five types that were rel- relatively unnecessary. Like, yeah, gas, like smoke, wood, yeah, gas, wood, sound, abnormal instead of normal. But that, despite that, that being said, you know, they added abilities to Gen 2. They added natures to Gen 2. So there's a lot of cool stuff in there, too. They changed some of the move learning and that sort of thing. Like, I was happy to find that Zubat learns Gust, which if you've ever trained up a Zubat in a Nuzlocke, you know, Zubat's really hard to train. Yeah, because it wing starts attack with much life. later. Yeah, and it gets leech life and then it gets astonished think it's like bite and then you get wing attack in like the 16s or something like that but we picked up gust at like level eight or something which is super great you've said very specifically before that crowbat is one of your favorite pokemon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Second, so, favorite. second favorite what's your first uh no knocked out okay. yep okay well i guess the point being is uh i'm sure because that was your second favorite pokemon mm-hmm. you would love to raise it but you you know found it frustrating so yeah. i gave the streamlined it made it a little bit easier for you that's great that's awesome. i'm excited i'm excited yeah completely and uh, I would be terrified to be playing a gas type Pokemon and accidentally walking into a fire type gym. Because yeah. if I saw that right, four times weakness just by being a gas Pokemon. Mm-hmm. 
So it was weird because I think how our friend Frost was describing it in chat and Amethyst Frost, actually, he's a, a per, somebody who comes into my streams a lot. And he's one of the admins of Psypoke, which was a pretty famous website back in the day for Pokemon information. Still up, still updated. Say. Yeah, people still use it. It's on. I do, too, now. And he's an admin for it. And so he has been working on the TCG database. But he also was telling me, just like looking through stuff. And he was like, yeah, so gas is four times weak to fire. But also, I think he said fire was four times weak to gas. So basically, if they touch each other, it's just going to be a bad time. Boosh. Yeah, so I like we got to watch out for that. I like how it's, uh, That's you know. high stakes right there. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be interesting if there was like a uh, grass gas type. Just imagine like eight times damage weakness. Ooh. Like he could do like the, the uh, like a level five Charmander with, you know, or maybe not level five, but like level yeah, six yeah. Uh, with Ember and all of a sudden just. Oh, yeah, no. Just instant murder. Mm -hmm. With oh, stab too, because that would stack if you have stab. If you have a held item, ooh, oh gosh, so that would be vicious. I'd be terrified mm -hmm. to have that kind of Pokemon in my party. Yeah. Like that would be immediate switch. Like no questions. Like it could be a level six, and you're like level sixty. No, no, nty, yep. nty. Yeah, I'm running four Nuzlocks at the same time right now, so I'm a happy camper. You are the master Nuzlocke juggler right now. Jeez, <laughs> that's uh, that's professional. Uh, anything else on your end? Uh, no, not besides the mobile games. Uh, just kind of what I said before. I'm not going to go too much into them because there's not much to them. They're mostly gotcha games. I talked a little bit about DX2 Liberation last week. That's still very highly recommended in terms of content versus being a mobile game. Uh, there's plenty of content in that game. That's practically a real game. But Girls Frontline being the other end was like the littlest gameplay, but a lot of roles. And then we'll see what Fate goes like and all that. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. A uh, short week for that. Right. Same here. Same here. I, I mean, actually, I picked up, uh, a, you know, a slightly old but new game and uh, played quite a bit of it. But uh, Terraria specifically, we have beaten the Moon Lord. We have done all sorts of things to it. We have we have gotten anything we could possibly want. However, Amanda and I, our ambitions wouldn't have, you know, we couldn't be sated. We, we had to keep going. And so what I did, my first thought is we can create a brand new world and play it on expert, maybe brand new characters. Realized that I've already put in about 38 hours into this character and I was not about to start completely from scratch. Not to mention I've worked so hard, you know, designing this world that I didn't want to give it up and just let it go into the annals of history where no one was ever going to see it again. So what I end up doing is there's a program where you can, because you can't switch it manually from normal to expert mode. Yeah, I had to have it, you know, get the hex information of it uh, edited. Just, you know, simple drag it to the program. Boop, it's suddenly an expert world. So I did that. We took on all the bosses up to the Moon Lord, and we still destroyed them. It was, you know, it was like, oh, man, we're still pretty cool. Yeah, look at us. But then we got to the Moon Lord, and the Moon Lord's like, <laughs> You poor fools. I hope you guys got it. It, it was not pretty. We have not beaten the Moon Lord, Moon Lord at all. However, there is an item that you can get from beating the Moon Lord at least twice, and it is called a, oh gosh, what is it called? Uh, the Drill Containment Unit. It is uh, the strongest mining ability because uh, with the second highest thing, you'll mine about maybe two blocks every second, whereas the Drill Containment Unit, you'll drill about maybe 20 blocks every second now. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, I'm just like flying through Earth, just like a, a giant worm just destroying everything in my path. And I realized that this is a hilarious and well, B, you, little by little, a drill advances each turn. <laughs> oh, are we about to make a current login? Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Oh, gosh, yes. Th this was the drill containment unit that could pierce the heavens. Oh, yeah, I know. Right. 
And so I've been strip mining, going around my world, just tearing through, popping potions where I can see special ore. And then I've been making this Tower of Babylon, just of random ores I found, just slowly built it together piece by piece until, you know, it goes off the screen. And then about maybe 50 to 100 feet off the ground, I realized I don't want to do this anymore. This is actually boring. I, you know, I don't need the strip mine. Uh, other than that, I've been playing some Persona 4. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hitting the point to where I, I see where the game's going, how things are working out, and I'm really hitting the burnout, unfortunately. I'm only like 23 hours in. Ah, uh, do you know where the game is going, though? <laughs> well, right now, uh, well, I just mean in terms of like, okay, there's a dungeon, you're going to be doing the dungeon, and then you spend, you know, a week and a half to like trying to raise up your Persona uh, statuses and your social links and all that. Mm-hmm. And right now, it just out of the blue is like, hey, this kid that you know hit on Yukiko and tried asking her out, and you know got you, you know the guy. Yeah, he suddenly in you know in in the other world. It's like, oh, okay. There's no build up for that whatsoever. There's slight mention about why he's back there, I guess. But now I'm doing that world, and I have no connection to him whatsoever. It's like I don't want this guy on my team. You gotta like, look into the lore. You gotta look into the lore. Uh, well, there's a reason why you're going to that dungeon. It was explained. Yeah, I guess, but it just it just it didn't seem all that cool. And because every other reason, you know, Kenji and uh Rise or Rise, whatever you want to call it, yeah, they Rise. hot they all had cool re- uh, build up to it, like, oh man, better keep an eye on this fellow, you know, Scooby Doo gang style because something might happen to him. Oh, they're gone. What's happened? Mm. LOL, let's go find them. I wonder if there was I wonder if there's not as much build up for that guy for a reason. Hmm. You should keep playing. Are you are you telling me there's gonna be heavy payoff afterwards? <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. I believe you. <laughs> <sighs> it's just it's rough. I, One know, thing I, I know what part of the game you're at, and I'm like, oh yeah, just keep going. <laughs> it's nice because I appreciate Persona 5 because you can save part way through the dungeons, and yeah. you cannot do that in Persona 4. It stinks. Uh, I lost some progress because, you know, I was playing mid drive throughout the country or whatever, but I put it in sleep mode, came back, my battery's dead and I lost the progress. But uh, probably the game I've been playing the most, actually, maybe with Terraria, you know, tied with it was uh, Wind Waker HD because I'm now on Twitch. I uh, decided that Woo! YouTube is, is, yeah, I know, right? My playing on YouTube, uh, basically, it, it means anybody that sees me on Twitter posting about it will look into it. Yep. Or otherwise, they'll see it later on when they're checking stuff out. However, on Twitch, I'm much more likely to get noticed, but, you know, just because I'll say, hey, I'm playing this game. They look and they type, and they, they coincidentally say, hey, I want to watch this game. And sure as heck, hey, they find me. Yep. Also, the good thing about Twitch, too, is all the people who follow you or that you follow. So, for example, if I'm just, just ch- like checking Twitch for my stuff, of course, I'll see, oh, Tyler's streaming, which is something I'm like, oh, OK, I got to go over there. Right. Rather than I didn't look at Twitter and see the link. True. That is also very true because I get uh, an email and a Twitter post now pretty much telling me, hey, uh, or I got a Twitch post and an email post. And then I think I got notifications on for uh, camps. So I get oh, a yeah. Twitter post saying, hey. You know, sniff that succulent trash. We're about to play some games. <laughs> um, to also, just quickly, like, just briefly touch on the different streaming platforms. Uh, Twitch is obviously the the, the, the giant, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the monolith. The the old uh, what's the game with all the the big beasts? Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, Shadow of the Colossus. Colossus. Yeah. Right. Mm. Um, and then you have Mixer. You have Facebook. You have YouTube. Now YouTube really shot itself in the foot. Um, they they have some really strict guidelines uh, that they implemented starting a couple of months back where you can't show any sort of violence or you can't 
where certain things they just people's videos just get randomly demonetized and i'm talking about uh you know uh verified youtubers who have yeah. like hundreds of thousands of millions of subscribers mm. and then all of a sudden oh it's been demonetized because of this and this reason mm -hmm. so in terms of becoming a live stream platform they've shot themselves in the foot Can't actually yeah actually as a quick aside on that funny enough so i upload of course my streams to youtube afterwards my pokemon streams and i went to upload the first white two nuzlocke part that we did on monday and i got a pokemon company copyright strike Ooh. and the the video though wasn't even public it wasn't even being, it hasn't even been updated, like uploaded. It was not even uploaded and I got a copyright strike on it. So I'm like, ha what? Huh? Yeah, no, so in terms of gaming, YouTube yeah. is doing all the wrong things. Um, Facebook is a good place to grow. And now I'm talking in the sense that, all right, if you want to be a streamer, if you want to be a content creator full time, if you know this mm -hmm. is your dream, Facebook is like the right moves because they're just putting money, they're pouring money yeah. into developing their platform. They launched their pilot program in Feb. Oh, no, maybe in Jan or December even. Uh, so a couple you months ago. You the whole month, Nick. Come no, on. so it's in that no, time zone between December and Feb. Yeah. Right? And they had February, come on. 34 um, content creators what that they brought in from different platforms uh, to set up their own streaming platform. And so uh, one of them is uh, Darkness429, who's a Twitch streamer for about three or four years. And those three or four years, it took him that long to get up to 60,000 followers. Mm -hmm. It took him um four or five weeks to get up to sixty thousand followers on facebook yeah right? because there's just a bigger reach there's so many people on facebook i've people heard just, a like, lot scrolling through facebook mm -hmm. right and so they're just able to reach more people um mixer is great but only if you play pubg or fortnite right now yeah, yeah. Um, i've heard a lot of people on facebook having great success stories so we might want to look into that at some point too yeah, yeah so well, that's my Side, side note um thank you no yeah. that is actually fantastic information because there, there's so much in the world that i specifically don't know as a you know now a twitch streamer woohoo but uh i was just happy because i was like wow i got five people watching me. this is cool but you know that doesn't mean anything if i could go on facebook and in a few weeks if i do everything and play my cards right i could get a lot more than that well, so that being said, so think of it this way. If you want to keep streaming as a hobby, which I intend to, mm -hmm. stick to Twitch, right? Yep. Because for me, it's that's where my friends are. That's where the community I became part of, that's where they are. So when I did my little stint on Mixer for a while, it was just hard because Mixer culture is a little different. And also, I don't know anybody there. Mm -hmm. um, whereas, and especially after going to GuardianCon as well, a majority of the content creators I met, they were on Twitch. And so now I have all these different relationships and it's, uh, it's it was just easier for me as my own hobby to stay on Twitch. Yep. But if anybody wants to grow, Mixer or Facebook, those are the two main options right now. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Any other games that we want to talk about before we go into the next section? I'm all set. Let's roll. Oh, man. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I'm terrified, but I'm hyped. I'm only terrified for Nick, of course, because you know I'm in the clear, you know. Right now, be for, fine. for the video, ooh, for the video watchers behind me right now is a wide bottle that says the Nick Switch Initiative. And, uh, Amanda even took the time, and you can't see it quite well, but uh, she does a good job of drawing the uh, Joy Cons ooh. using marker and on all the sides. But most importantly, if you look at the top of the bottle, there's a twenty-dollar bill sticking out of there. That twenty-dollar bill could easily push Nick towards hundred dollars american dollars towards his goal of getting a nintendo switch Whoa. so that's like a million canadian dollars essentially yeah, yeah essentially. that's that's the conversion rate on that yeah <laughs> however of course nick has to pass the the horrible trial of five questions of our choosing the topic today is kirby now cam cam you're gonna have to help him out because 
Uh, Nick says he's all confident and, you know, he's all cool and stuff, but I don't know why, but I feel like I might have got a, might have a couple of curveballs. All right. Nick, if numbers or companies are involved, I got your back. If it's in series lore about characters, I'm so sorry. Okay. All right. Okay. So, got five questions ready for you. Yeah. Nick, are you ready? Nick is ready. He gets, I'm good to go. He, he got the, the thumbs up. Cam, are you ready? I'm ready. We are all ready then. Let us begin then. The Kirby quiz for the Nick Switch initiative. Dramatic music. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, oh, or actually, I'd probably just be, you know, the dun 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 Okay, fine, whatever. We can ask the question. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Question number one. This is in fact a non-multiple choice question. And just so you know, for everybody who's aware, if Nick uh, feels like he needs some help, he has two times he can assist or have a cam assist for them. So we got that going on. Question number one. Non-multiple choice. The first and most of Kirby games were developed by HAL Laboratory and published by Nintendo. But what person is considered the actual creator of Kirby? Ooh. Uh... Don't worry, Captain and Nick, he's just playing to the audience. Don't you worry. <laughs> no, I'm not playing to any kind of audience. Uh, names don't stick well with me. I can um, help on this one if you need it. I might have to use Cam a little early. That's oh, okay. Um, I mean, that's perfectly fine. Uh, just remember, Hell Laboratory was the person that created the game, but who's the person behind the concept? Right, so I know, uh, and, and Cam, I'm talking to you here. Uh, oh, are we, are we using oh, it? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to use you. Yeah, yeah, because I, I want to be sure. Sure. <laughs> No, you don't need to. I know uh, the, the creators are um, uh, Sakurai and uh, Iwato. Iwato? Yes, um, Satoru Iwato, yep. Did Iwata. you just say Iwato? <laughs> I'm terrible with names. You have to, so, I'm the president of Nintendo? So you're looking at Masahiro Sakurai and Satoru Iwata is what you're looking at. Satoru Iwata, yeah. yeah yep. those, are the, those are the two people. Yes, I knew it. Yep. I'm going to go with that answer. So the first, I would say that uh, you have to answer, of course, who's the creator, though, the single, I think he was asking. Uh, I would say go for Sakurai. Okay, so Sakurai. Masahiro right. Sakurai. Is that uh, your final answer? We've got to go with it and see what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick has gotten the first question right with the help of Cam. <laughs> it is, in fact, Masahiro Sakurai. However, for a bonus point, this gives you absolutely nothing, but you kind of know it already. They also give credit to a second person for the first game itself, the creation. Who was the person that assisted Sakurai in creating the game? Satoru Iwata. There you go. That is correct. I got it all on my own. No help whatsoever. No help whatsoever. No, but you knew the two names, which is wonderful. So it stinks because that was actually the the easy question I was trying to give you. So I'm a little bit nervous now. So I have a spinoff. I have a spinoff. Just just a fun little question for you too, Nick. Not for any stake. So Masahiro Sakurai, of course, was attributed for creating Kirby. What else is he famous for that you might have heard a lot more about recently? Didn't we went over this? I'm 100 percent sure. Like I remember. Like I recognize his name. Yep. His name is something I recognize. You'd recognize it because never asked for anything else ever again. Yeah, he's the director of Super Smash Brothers. Uh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. 
Oh man, uh, Nick sounded so thrilled. No, <laughs> in his defense, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, so you know. Fair, fair, yeah. Okay, 10.20 actually. Oh, 10.20, pardon me, my kind gentleman, yeah. scholar, saint. Question number two. Which game introduced the ability for Kirby to copy enemy attacks by inhaling them? And okay. I, I want to say for the record here, for you guys to keep this in mind, uh, the four choices are the first four main games. There are also other games that came out, like side games, like Kirby Avalanche and whatnot. Right, These right. are the first four core series. I'm going to name them off. A is Kirby's Dreamland. Yep. B is Kirby's Adventure. Yep. C, which is kind of a core game, but not really Kirby's Dream Course. Okay. Or D, Kirby's Adventure 2. I have this answer, but... Yeah, so if I get it wrong, I get it wrong. I don't care. Mm -hmm. B, Kirby's Adventure. Okay, is that your final answer? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick is just blowing right through this with a B, Kirby's Adventure, and that is absolutely correct. Yes, that is right. Oh! Uh, a lot of people, when they if they haven't played the game before, they think Kirby's Dreamland. he's able to copy abilities right off the get-go, but back then it was all just inhaling stars and spitting it See, out. All I know about Kirby before I read up for this quiz is that he inhales things and gains their power. And so... For whatever reason, with the way you phrased that question, I knew it was going to be the first one, but I didn't know it was going to be the second one. So I'm like, well, I already have one in the bag, and I have to get two more. So if I get this wrong, I get this wrong. Ah, uh, I see what you're going for. Okay. So these are like multiple choice final exam tactics, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of eliminate two of them, or at least one of them, and so I have a one in three chance. Okay. okay, so am I being too nice with you? Because I can drop the hints. The hints are off. See, this is the only time let's where... Let's drop I'll, the hints. Okay, yeah, let's drop the hints. Yeah, we're at two and a... Two and a yeah, let's drop the hints. Okay. Question number three. What's the name of the planet that Kirby lives on? Uh, Popstar. Oh. Okay. Is that your final answer? Yes. My final answer. Cam, I need you as the judge on this one. Okay. Because in Wikipedia, it's not really Popstar. It's called Pop Planet. But uh, Popstar is the localized name of it, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I, I can work with you on this one then because it, I feel like... Uh, you know, maybe localization, maybe. There's definitely stars that constantly go around, and stars is definitely a theme. But, uh, you know, it's technically a planet. It's not a star. You don't live on the sun. Right, right, right. But, yeah. So, I mean, but, it, but, it is, but it is a star-shaped planet. Yeah, oh. and I'm pretty sure the localization calls it pop star. But then again, like, we're talking that. Like, Dreamland in Japanese, I think, is like Pururu Land or something like that. Or Pururu okay. Land or something. So, yeah, it's like, it's the same thing. Okay, fine, whatever. I'm, I'm gonna start throwing Ow! random questions at Nick now. That's what you already want. I'm, I'm already mad. What is the name of the, uh, you know, the part of uh, Pop Star that Kirby lives in? Dreamland. Okay. Okay. I thought that was the name of the universe. No, Dreamland is <laughs> technically the, the country. country. Yeah. That King Day Day rules theoretically, but you know, Kirby happens to live in. Okay, fine. Question number four. What game introduced Kirby into the 3D world as well as the concept of combining copy abilities? This is multiple choice if you need it. You don't need it. He already won, so let's get make it difficult, right? Sure, fine. I'm taking it away. Fine. There, what game introduces Kirby into a 3D setting and he has the ability to copy, or sorry, combine copy abilities together? Um, I know this one, but you won already, so. Yeah, I, I want to say, um, I want to say Halo Combat Evolved. I, can't <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, let me go Kirby 64 Crystal Shards. It stinks because in this question particularly, uh, I, 
That was uh, answer C. You know, Kirby 64, the crystal shards. Yes, that is correct. Uh, to Cam. You know, Nick, we were wrong. Sorry, that wasn't Halo. <laughs> I was going to put Kirby and the crystal shards because I didn't want to say 64 because oh, anybody okay. can think if it's 64, that's probably when it hit its first 3D. True, like, true. No right, more right. context clues for you, mister. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay, fine. So this one is going to be the ultimate showdown. Question number five. If you get this wrong, you actually get negative five points. Ooh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I'm to Ooh. Okay. Hanging on here. I'm, I'm going crazy here. Question number five. This is true or false. You got a 50-50 chance. All right. Kirby has come out on every Nintendo console since the Nintendo Entertainment System, with the exception of the Virtual Boy. Oh, call me in for help on this one. Cam, I'm calling you for help on this one. All right, let's play some thoughts. Let's play. So some I want to say that you answered question number one and question number four for uh, Nick here. So can you really help on a third? Oh, no, he, 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 oh, no I answered well. No. The question yeah. number four. Okay, okay, fine. If you guys need to team up and cheat, <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and get the, the bottle ready to push the $20 I didn't call Cam in for question number four. Okay, so let me go through the console. So Game Boy, definitive yes. Game Boy Advance, definitive yes. I'll go handhelds and home console. So Game Boy, definitive yes. Advance, definitive yes. DS, definitive yes. 3DS, definitive yes. Uh, let's see. Terms of home consoles, NES, yes. Super Nintendo, yes. Virtual Boy, no, but that's excluded. Um, 64, yes. GameCube, yes. Wii, yes. Switch, yes. Wii U. <sighs> I think so. I think the answer is true. I think there are Wii U. There's a Wii U Kirby game. I'm pretty sure because I, I've. I think it's um not not um not Epic Yarn. Epic Yarn's on the Wii, but there is there's some sort of motion controlled Kirby game on the Wii U. I'm pretty darn sure. The answer is true, Tyler. That's what Unless we're. I forgot a console. Are you? Oh wait, no, 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 no. Hold on. Did you say since the NES? Or did you say every Nintendo console? Every Nintendo console since for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay, because I, I was wondering if he was going to go for, ah, it was not on like the Game & Watch or the you know TV Color game. And I was like, ah! <laughs> now, did the Game & Watch come after the Nintendo console? No. Um, well, hold on. NES was, was 80s, early 80s, and Game & Watch was handheld in years I, I forgot. I thought Game... Yeah, they might have come out. They might have come out around then too, so let's I don't say, think they were. Let's say let's borrow our game and watch them. Just yeah, uh, yeah, from that one because I, feel I, like I don't know that one. either. Let me make sure I'm not forgetting a console. Um, I'm mean, not to tell of your console, right? I just want to point out that Cam is carrying Nick here hard. Are we very hard? Yeah, yeah. Are we counting? The, mm, are we counting the 64 DD? Uh, or are we counting the Famicom disk system as a separate system? I need to know these things. Uh, Tyler, I just want to say I think you've made this question unnecessarily complicated for yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, I made this very simple. There's somebody else that's tearing the gun apart to, to look at every single piece. I need to know. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I made this question really complicated to answer for us. Kurt, has Kirby come out on every American delivered Nintendo, Nintendo True. console True. the Nintendo All right. entertainment All right. system? Except right. for the virtual point. All right. I, See, I feel like stipulations are killing me. Well, I'm forgetting. I feel like I always feel like I'm forgetting something when it comes to Nintendo consoles. Like there's you a secret one I'm forgetting. But he said true. So, do you think it would come out on the Famicom, but not the uh, the Nintendo? What are you talking about here? Are you losing it? Well, no. I'm saying Famicom Disk System or 64 DD were viable options if you want to talk about consoles in different formats. But I mean, if those aren't counted. Then even if you want to argue the 64 DD, yes, it's called the Crystal Shards. It still came out for it. 
well, it come out specifically for the expansion pack. Yeah, that's what I mean. But some things, if it's exclusive to the expansion pack, some would consider that a separate console. Generally, that's how uh, exclusivity is how we call that. So, but that's um, like saying, did it come out for the PlayStation Four versus the PlayStation Four Pro? Well, no, because some games that can there's no games that just run on the Pro, but there are games that just run on 64 DD. I realize I'm making a terrible mistake here because I'm contesting <laughs> his own thought process against. <laughs> you're just propagating it. You're just keeping it going. I okay. answered true. Tyler. I answered I true. So. I answered so. true. You answered true, and ladies and gentlemen, for the fifth question, to save himself from any humility, as I pushed the twenty dollars <laughs> in. Yes, it is in fact true. Kirby has come out on every Nintendo console. It, in this question, specifically the American Nintendo consoles. <laughs> so, so I think I think here on out, uh, we should make like the next one like a big like midterm, like a midterm that just crushes me. You have to answer okay, every single right. question that we've uh, put up so far. Leave it leave to me. Numbers. No, dude, leave it to me. I'll give you something crushing. Um, yeah, because then we have to make me lose one, so that yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem like it's rigged. You're right, you're right. You're yeah, right. this one was kind of easy, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm saying it now. I'm not proud of it. This one was a little easy. This was but like Kirby was... games are easy in general, so was, you know, maybe... I... Mind you, though, I had fun learning about something. Like, I just had no idea about, like, Kirby in general. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so how do we want to... I'll take next one. How do we want to really ruin his life in terms of a big midturn? How can I get gross with it? Let's see. I would say that you name off five uh, different uh, franchises and pick a question from each. Ooh, that way, you have to read five different Wikipedia pages. And then, should it be the five that we've already looked at before, though? That way, technically, it's a midterm he looked at. I have another idea. Why don't I? I know one. I know one. Uh, I'll give you five, but those five are going to be different consoles. Ah, oh, man. It's just. You, you pick on such. Very broad topics. That's just murderous. It's <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna murder. But instead That's of a fine. pencil for his meat or his uh, testing, you just give him a gun with a single bullet. He's like, "What are you doing?" That's fine. I'll take so it. Here's the plan. Actually, considering my forte, let's go even worse and let's go handheld. So I'm gonna have you have a question. Your questions are gonna be from five different Wikipedia pages. Okay, and those Wikipedia pages are going to be. Game Boy, and that includes the color. So Game Boy, Game Boy Light, Game so Boy this Color. Game Boy has a Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced. So that includes Micro yeah. DS. Uh, let's do. You're running out of. Uh, I'm, I'm like, do I want to switch? Well, why don't I just do DS, 3DS, Switch? So Game switch Boy, Game Boy Advanced, okay. DS, 3DS, yeah. Switch. Yep, yep, yep. But all the things within that family, it's going to be difficult. The reason why I specified early on is because the Game Boy family. Sometimes, if you look up Game Boy, it'll also get advanced stuff. But let's treat advanced separately. That whole line separate. Game Boy separate, and then DS, uh, 3DS, Switch. And you're gonna have one question from each those Wikipedia pages, and I'm gonna get okay. real hard on you. And okay. I will up the ante then. If you do succeed in winning this, instead of twenty dollars, I'll put it to fifty dollars. Oh. And I will say this: that would put you literally halfway to three hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. I'm not completely without remorse. More remorse. So what I will do is every question I ask you will be something I know already. So I will say that. So it's not going to be anything so deep that somebody wouldn't want to memorize. Okay, no, but it's still like exponentially more than I would know. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, that's fair. Right. Who? <laughs> How did what? So uh, mm -hmm. just a random fun fact. I shot at uh, Cam earlier. Uh, the origin of Hal's name. The uh, person, you know, the company in charge of uh, developing Kirby, uh, I pointed out the can that it was they created Hal because it was one letter below uh, IBM, which was a competing company at the time, because they wanted to be one step ahead of them every single time, including the name. So IBM 
they drop, you know, if you drop each one down a letter, it would be H A L, which is how it makes sense then to just go up one. Well, well, I mean, they want to be one, they want to be one step ahead by, you know, if okay, I guess if well, you're gonna pick I, that might be they should have been yeah, 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 JC, uh, Apple. some horrible name that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> so that was the origin of how, so, Nick, I want to say for the record. Congratulations. Thank you. You you beat the quiz for Kirby. Uh, We got happy dramatic music, I'm sure, playing in the background that we just can't hear right now, but it's there. It's there. You're enjoying it. So I just want to point for the record that you are now at $100. In fact, you're at 101 because I found a dollar bill sitting somewhere and I was like, I'll put it in the in the pot. So you're at $101. So if you do pass the midterms, you will in fact be over halfway there. That's right now. You are over one third of the way there just by sheer studying alone i'm not gonna lie the amount of time that you could potentially put in studying for this you probably could be making money at a real job and it'd probably be more uh more profitable i guess you could say but for easiness wanting to learn trying to get better as a person better than us as you know people that are looking up wikipedia articles you will one day be the, the true nintendo hero that we all look forward and you'll be given the legendary weapon and I also want to say that here's the thing, right? Doing these quizzes, once you answer all the questions, once you get your switch, you're going to be in a position where you understand Nintendo it. history. And I earned it. 90% of people. So, okay. You're getting your uh, chops. I do have one question for you, Nick. This might influence oh. everything. Uh, what is the first game that you want to get and play for the Nintendo Switch? Um, depends on when I get it, realistically. Let's assume that from here on out, I fail every quiz Fortnite. except. Except, um, you know, yeah, um, Fortnite it is, isn't it? No, Fortnite, I played Fortnite on the mobile before, yeah, yeah. and it's a horrible experience. I'm never going to play it on anything except for my PC. Anyways, um, let's assume that I start passing these quizzes again right before the new core Pokemon RPG drops in November next year. Then it's going to be Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think I'm either going to go, I'm pro- I feel like. Breath of the Wild is probably what I'm going to get first because that's the that's the flagship game. That's yep, the launch yep. game, you know? I can see that for you. Honestly, yeah. it's like I didn't I, I would love the strong arm Breath of the Wild because I, you know, personally think it would be the best game that you should always recommend as the first game. However, I'm not a, above admitting that, you know, there might be better suited games such as, you know, Mario Odyssey. On uh, Mario Odyssey might be a game into your interest. I was I, thinking about that actually. I might it's probably going to be one of those games, like a little bit big open world RPG type, you know. Let's say by the end of the year, the top three games I would recommend for you to get would probably be Breath of the Wild, Odyssey, and then Let's Go Eevee. That, that would probably be the big three. If there, there's other smaller talked, titles. We've talked about my In that case, uh, hit Xenoblade. Let's go. Yeah, hit Xenoblade. Oh, yeah, I want to try Xenoblade. Or even Octopath, yeah. Oh, oh, were we not talking about Let's Go Eevee? Were you talking about the game further ahead? I'm talking ahead? about next year, yeah. 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 Oh, I was saying, assuming oh, I failed okay. all the way. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I would never, ever buy Let's Go as my first game. I, exactly. Ooh, do Let, better than I will. You do not want Let's Go Eevee, because Let's Go Pikachu is clearly the better one. I, I said Let's Go specifically. I know, yeah. and I, I corrected you. <laughs> Oh, geez. I am a little troublemaker, ain't I? Okay, so we got one minute left before things are really going to heat up. So. And and I, I think I found like the perfect thing to just talk about, sort of segue into before we hit the news. Okay. Um, yes. Gamescom this year, yeah, uh, which is yeah. happening currently, I think, or just finished or just started. Wait, um, is Gamescom happening? Oh, my God. Yeah, no, Gamescom <laughs> is happening because, because they announced 
Doom Eternal. That well, no, they didn't announce Doom Eternal. No, There's Gamescom. Of Doom Eternal. That was QuakeCon. Uh, Gamescom is later this month. My um, bad. I apologize. You scared me. Panic in Utah. I have to do like oh, I have. Here's the thing, I have Gamescom coverage that I have to do, like, as a thing, and so I was like, wait. <laughs> no, my bad, sorry, QuakeCon, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just know Gamescom's in August. It's uh, coming, yes. Yeah. So they showed some Doom Eternal gameplay, and it looks really, really good. Yeah, uh, awesome. Mind you, I have Doom on my PC, and I just haven't really played it properly, mm-hmm. just because of various other reasons, but it's a beautiful game. Well, beautiful in the sense of how beautiful a hellish landscape can get, yeah. but Doom Eternal brings uh, true hell onto Earth, and they showcased a bunch of new weapons. They've got a shotgun with um, a grappling hook. They've got... Welcome to the nightclub, where things might be a little bit not safe for work. If you got children around, you probably should enjoy this later. But don't worry, we'll be waiting for you. Uh, a multi-modular weaponry that you can, you know, fucking shoot rockets. You got <laughs> shotguns with a whip blade that you can grapple onto somebody. Pull Holy yourself shit, to that sounds awesome. I just, pace. I just gotta say, Nick, good. Nick, just as an aside, not even Doom related, boy, do I love hentai. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, let's talk what about Artificial Academy 2. Oh, my gosh, that's such a great oh, game. We're in the night zone now. Yeah, welcome. To, you call it the night zone, nightclub, whatever you want. We are now into not safe for work, as you probably should have uh, realized. But don't worry, <laughs> things are going to get kind of crazy here. So, yeah. back to Doom's, it. Uh, Doom Eternal looks fucking lit. <laughs> oh, we're going to memes now. We're going slang. You're going lit. You know, it's not even the f bomb that freaks me out. It's, it's <laughs> no, lit, that's dude. That's what. Yeah, I figured that would be a good segue into like um, the nightclub talking hey, about Doom, yep. and then just randomly, you know, casually dropping an f bomb. So we have no. <laughs> I was gonna say freaking. Uh, we have no freaking. I, we have no freaking idea when uh, you know the hour's gonna hit because sometimes conversations can get long. Some tooth. But in this case, it looks like we're going to start the the news right into the uh, nightclub. So we got two news topics on this beautiful shit show. You're going to have three if you didn't put on the Emu Paradise thing, just so you know. It's okay. We have three news articles (laughs) with Cam hosting the third one. Uh, The first one is going to be, and this is a term that was coined by Brad Shoemaker, a giant bomb. I just really like the term crypto jacking. Uh, crypto jacking game a game that hijacks your computer while you know trying to pretend it's just a game and then uses your machine you know the processing power part uh, power to mine for cryptocurrency yay and you know the the idea is bewildering but you know it's totally feasible mm-hmm. and sure as shit that is something that happens and it oh, happened yeah. it happened recently with uh, this cool game called well, cool is a loose term. I'm just cool with the concept of how horrible it is. Abstractism. It's a uh, very simple game. Uh, I believe it's a platformer type, and uh, people have started noticing as they play it because they pay for this game for something. Mm-hmm. It's not a free game. Then all of a sudden, their computer started overheating and started cooking for this very simple flash game. It's like, what's going <laughs> what's, on? What's this mining process running right now? I know, right? All of my CPU and GPU. And so people are you know they ask the uh the developers like why is my computer running so hard for the simple game it's like 
LOL. It's just it has heavy shaders. The 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 graphics designs are just so heavy. We're doing 400 times Xantoscope for all this stuff, and the parallax is crazy on the set. It's a 4K 8-bit flash game scroller with leveling. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one of the best like ones I saw where they were like, "Hey, what is this program you're asking me to install?" And he's like, "Oh, don't worry, we need that to connect to Steam." Exactly that. <laughs> There's another thing that uh, before we get even deeper into this, there is an item that you can buy with. Uh, and this isn't actually in the game itself, but through the uh, the the Steam store, where it's like this hundred dollar valued hat that you can buy for only like let's say twenty thirty bucks. And so you're like, oh crap! If it's only twenty thirty bucks, I'm gonna click. I'm gonna buy it. And all of a sudden, it turns out it's not for Team Fortress, but it's for Abstractism. So you bought a hat that doesn't even have any effect or exist in this game, thinking it was the hundred dollar hat for Fortress. We're not paying attention that the game it goes to, and all of a sudden you get you got ripped off. And maybe then you realize that a hundred dollar hat in Team Fortress is completely useless, and that these these all hold no value whatsoever, and you shouldn't buy them. So the the whole <laughs> the whole coming of the Christ moment, I guess as Cam would describe it. Yeah. Uh, the most popular person they noticed that thing things were going on was uh, Sid Alpha. Now, Sid Alpha is actually well known for being a uh, person that breaks down and finds suspicious activity in games. Uh, obviously, a lot in Steam. But uh, he noticed that something was afoot. People are starting to talk about it with the uh, the Team Fortress uh, issue. And he looked into it. He noticed that you know his computer started overheating like crazy. Started looking into the processes behind his game because he was able to you know dig into the stuff. Or she? Yeah, yeah. What do I know? You know, Sid could be no. Well, Sure. Anyways, finds out that there is actually a mining process going on. And funny enough, then he starts looking at, you know, people complaining, saying, hey, this, there's something going on here. Why is my computer over? And he's like, oh, LOL, the graphics are so intense. But it's a simple game. And then eventually uh, they took it one step further and uh, Sid Alpha, as well as a couple other people, approached them and saying, hey, these g- applications are game launchers that Abstractism was using to... Uh, mine bitcoin and you know abstractism was like no no we would never do that and to their point that they said very specifically is bitcoin is outdated we use (laughs) abstractism to mine only monero coin yeah i was gonna say we don't mind bitcoin we mine monero wait (laughs) they're doing they're doing that wrong the future clearly is in garlic coin no it's in ethereum (laughs) the wario coins uh okay Um, so God, God. No, I'm just thinking. Would it be different if people knew that this was happening? Like, if people knew that they were being used, and if they got a tiny bit of the profit, like the share of it, uh, well, it would definitely be used. Currency mining pool. Like, <laughs> I was say people do this all the time, but yeah. not like tricking other people typically. Unless I've you're done this. And it's like, the, heck, there was a time where uh, for the PS3, there was a thing where you could use the PS3's processing power to send it to. Uh, major uh research facilities mm. where you could do uh research uh, i believe it was against cancer yep yep and so you know that you know this is not unheard of but i want to point out that in the same message that they said that they weren't you know they were being accused of doing uh data mining essentially that you know oh we don't use bitcoin we use monero coins right actually. it's like they tricked themselves they were like what are you talking about we don't mind bitcoin we mine monero on your computer <gasps> <laughs> but then they immediately say abstractism does not mine any of the cryptocurrency Probably you're playing on a high graphics setting because they take a bit of CPU and GPU power required for post-processing effects rendering. It's like you just admitted the terrible thing that's going on, but then you immediately cover it up. My first thought is like, okay, English might not be the first language here, but they also might be tricky. 
and then myself so, be so what they said was abstractism's not mining but what if the launchers are and abstractism isn't the game itself might not be the mining program it might be the launchers they're using that they made people download or whatever and so this got such a fireworks show coming on from Sid Alpha that Valve immediately noticed, realized that, A, they're doing a scam where they're tricking people to buy, you know, expensive hats that have no existence. You know, they stole the model of it from Team Fortress. <laughs> I was going to say, a up- scam Valve itself is very a big fan of. <laughs> and they found out, you know, they, they're trolling, they're using unauthorized code to use data mining to get Monero coin, because heaven forbid I say Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. And you know, took him down. So, if you want as abstractism and you want to support the uh, the crazy regime that's going on with Bitcoin and crypto jacking, well, uh, you're you're out of luck. You have to find somebody else to get scammed from. Yeah. So, so that's the first news article. Is there any thoughts before we keep going? Because we can talk about it. All I'm say all I say is I don't know what country, of course, abstractism based out of, but isn't I'm pretty sure this is super illegal to the point where I'm surprised this isn't already taken down from Steam if it's a confirmed thing, and if not legal action against developers, because that's that's hijacking computers and using them. Um, 100%. Yeah. Like, they could easily take it a step forward and turn this into an example. Yeah. It's surprising that Valve hasn't already. I think it comes down to whether, I mean, you could look, right? If there's somewhere in the agreement when you buy the game of, like, we're going to use a mining, we're going to mine from your computer, then it's a different story. But, like, if you just jack people's computer for for that sort of thing, I, I don't know if that le- would be levy against the company either and maybe even against Valve for not protecting the users against that. Oh, man. Yeah. Shit, so much shit can fly out of this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why Valve is just being so quiet. It's like, oh, you're gone. Uh, maybe yeah, yeah, they, 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 they see some legal issues like, oh, this mm-hmm. could backfire if we you know, take them out. Valve should have killed them like the second it came up, honestly. Because if they make a big stink, that's going to point out that, yeah, Valve had a hole in the security. Something happened here. <laughs> Valve's not 100% safe. Yeah, there's no security on Valve. Things, <laughs> things could go bad against them. Yeah, I know, right? They, could, <laughs> they let the floodgate of mm-hmm. all this old crap come in. So the next uh, topic is uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Direct had came out uh, yeah, if, uh, this Thursday. I could be mistaken. Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, okay. That sounds right. So a lot of things happened. A lot of people were making wild predictions. Some of them were right. Some of them were wrong. I was wrong because I made two predictions. The first one was my big one. They're not going to announce any new characters. I was obviously very wrong. Oh, yeah, no, they told us they were going to. So. And the second one was if I did, you know, if they did announce any well, Luigi will finally make his appearance with some besides the trophy. I think you're still getting it. So here's the deal. So Waluigi has been, there's a big to-do about this, basically. Waluigi is the most requested character. Sakurai is aware of it to the point where people who were harassing Sakurai over it, um, over adding Waluigi, and he commented on it. He's like, And he even said, I think the love for Waluigi is fake. And he's right for the most part. I think a lot of people jump on the bandwagon of liking Waluigi and want him in Smash because it's the good joke. It's the big joke everybody likes. Follow the bandwagon. Uh, but that being said, you know, Nintendo's still a company. It's still a lot bigger than just Sora Limited, which Sakurai's working for right now, and bigger than Smash. So Nintendo could always come down and say, like, I don't care if you feel that it's, like, not true, genuine Waluigi love. Put him in the game because that's what people want. So what I think is likely is the last character reveal we get will be Waluigi is what I'm thinking. But, it, like, it, there was a big fight about this a couple of weeks back. I mean, there's, I feel like they they were really, because, okay, let's talk about the characters that uh, weren't announced. Yeah. The first one is Simon Belmont. People have been, you know, suggesting and talking about it, leaking out, as well as uh, his uh, his clone, or I guess they call him Echoes now. Yeah. Uh, Richter Belmont, yeah. which, uh, you know, is a descendant of him. So two Castlevania characters coming in, as well as a cool stage, a very cool stage. Yeah. 
And the, you know, the fact the stage is so interesting to me, it's because the fact that Draculia, Draculia, you know, Draculia, of course, know, right? Dracula can freaking summon himself on a random chance to appear on this field as a boss fight. Yeah. Just out of the blue, like, hey, uh, you know, uh, 50 games of this thing, nothing might happen. 51st, Dracula is going to mess your shit up. And that's mm-hmm. so cool. Just the thought of that. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. And uh, Rathalos, too, from Monster Hunter is coming in as a boss and an assist trophy. And there is actually some rumors regarding that, if you don't mind me going off on that real quick. Of course. So there was a mode at the end they showed that was grayed out and nobody can figure out what it is. Right. The Mosaic. Right. A lot of people are hoping it's Subspace Emissary because a lot of us really, really like that. Mm-hmm. So what people noticed was the Monster Hunter level. And this is this is secondhand knowledge. I haven't verified this myself, but a friend of mine was talking to me about this. And what he said was people noticed the Monster Hunter level was not in the stage select screen. And it was just basically a flat terrain, which would give the impression. Hold on. That's just like what happens when you run through uh, Subspace Emissary. Those aren't actual maps. They're just, you know themed stages and so there was a monster hunter rathalos boss on this map that we've never seen before that's not in the 103 they showed so it was like hmm is this gonna be yeah is this gonna be a thing i don't know so that's what some people are rumoring Uh, i would like it to be subspace emissary but yeah the boss mechanic is really cool that that would be awesome and i thank you to the article for nintendoeverything.com because this is probably the most uh, direct however they don't list everything that chronologically appeared on the direct mm-hmm. i could do that but i'm just going to run down the list as they are and say uh the the probably the biggest thing in my eyes that they did and probably hyped everybody up was the reveal of king should i call him k rule or king cruel i don't I call know k rule K rule. I always call him K rule, but you know the joke is you know it's supposed K. to be cruel. That makes sense. I'm looking at the name here. Oh and wow! Like, it's probably again you're talking like I'm somebody who's never yeah, played yeah, Smash yeah. games. So. so, probably the three most demanded things I could think of for characters to come to the Switch is Ridley, mm-hmm. A, yep, King, King K rule, yeah, eh? and then probably Waluigi yep. at the top because. Uh, so they, they, obviously they gave in, they gave Ridley. And so people are just focusing like crazy with, of course, a Twitter account dedicated to getting K rule on Smash, posting like every 15 minutes about how cool it would be. And <laughs> I feel like this is, you, you, uh, you said Sakurai said that the love for Waluigi is fake. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like, 10 times worse for K rule. I agree. I agree. I think that K rule was in, you know, Donkey Kong Country games and 64, but he was just a villain. Like, I think the idea of putting in a villain from Donkey Kong makes sense because it's a pretty big series and we don't have a villain yet. But it's like this this K rule hype, I guarantee you, is from people who who have no interest. Like, it's a bandwagon thing. I guarantee you a very big portion of it is those people don't know or care about K rule. And like, I know about K rule. I don't care really. Like, that's my position on it. But I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, it's like, okay, he has the thing that shoots a cannonball. He throws his crown. Great. Uh, apparently, he has, like, some kind of reflective armor ability that he yeah. has now. And I have no care for him. I was like, honestly, I would have taken Eggman over K. Rule at this point. Because if they got Sonic in there and they're going to start introducing, you know, more villains, I think Eggman and his, you know, maybe, like, some kind of mech or something like that would have yeah. been much more interesting. No, honestly. Eggman with his walker, potentially, although that's a little older, uh, from maybe just Eggman with his little little flying thing. Um, I do think Shadow is going to be an Echo Fighter. I think that's going to happen for sure. That does make sense because yeah. uh, we... Another thing that we uh, saw was uh, we had the Echo Samus, a.k.a. Dark Samus, which is the main antagonist of the Metroid Prime series. Mm-hmm. Well, well, technically it's second in a three. Uh, yeah. Metroid Dark Samus makes an appearance at the very end, I believe, of a secret ending of Prime, but mm. let's be real. 
sorry, I know. Spoiler alert for a <laughs> 12, 13, 14 year old game. That's okay. I think that's past the barrier for spoilers. So, so we have uh, Dark Samus uh, as an echo. Then we have uh, Krom for Fire Emblem doing yeah. the echo for Roy. So I, I love Roy. Krom's pretty cool too. So that's awesome too. So uh, do does everybody know what echoes are in this group here? Yeah, definitely. So uh, just to explain, echoes are basically they're alternate skins but also alternate voices and uh, maybe even some changes to animations of characters that already exist so rather than just a color of peach being you know a daisy light color it's now actually just daisy voiced with a slightly different animations but they're not completely new characters but they have the same or almost the same type uh, attack styles and yeah. everything so they got the same moves and all mm-hmm. that okay that that does make sense because to me when I hear that, you know, in Super Smash Brothers Melee, Ganondorf was a Captain Falcon clone, but technically, if you think about it, I guess he'd be more of an Echo, but he did have one or two attacks that were different. Yeah, yeah. He had the uh, charge grapple attack that he couldn't mm-hmm. you know, grab somebody, which was different from Captain Falcon because he would just punch him and knock him up. He wouldn't grapple him. And funny enough, if you look at Richter and Simon, the Belmonts, so they were definitely developed or at least had the idea around the same time because the moveset that Simon has as the primary also includes some of Richter's moves from the games that Simon doesn't have. Right, so they, they were developed that. with the idea in mind of like, okay, yeah, we're making both of these and just one of them is going to be the Echo Fighter. But uh, they even said in direct soccer, I said, like, I'm not sure. The translator said, yeah, who's really the Echo Fighter? I'm not sure. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that. That's crazy. Uh, see, we got a few stages. As I yeah. mentioned, they they got the uh, the Dracula's castle, which uh, they did a good job with the animation. You know, showing uh, Luigi trying to pretend he's a Ghostbuster in there. Oh, this is you know Luigi's Mansion Three. Yeah, and then you know immediately gets murdered. Yeah, which brings up a good question: Is Luigi dead now? Is that canon? Is I don't think dead? so. He's got reaped. They did this with Mario, too, and I think it's just like them poking fun at the fact that they're just going to kill some of their characters, but not, of course, for canon. But I, mean, yeah, I was going to point- say, I, I, I don't know much. Like, this is not my thing, but I did do remember seeing a still of Mario being killed as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, because so. uh, uh, the point of the Grim Reaper was to showcase the, uh, the Death Scythe. I don't mm-hmm. remember what it's called specifically. An item that does uh, a, I was about to say butt time, <laughs> a shit ton of damage to anybody that's uh, high percentage. ton. Yeah, a butt fuck ton. A <laughs> metric butt fuck ton. Okay, thank you. Great. There goes all. all our, oh boy. I'm sorry. We haven't I'm gotten sorry. spicy in a minute, so I just wanted to bring that back. Yeah. So we got that. We also have uh, New Donk City Hall, which is another interesting interactive uh, thing where uh, random people of the band will appear where if you hit them or touch them, uh, it'll slowly activate, kind of like collecting the four pieces of the uh, super charge attack that you could use in uh, uh, Brawl. Mm-hmm. And if you get all of them, it'll activate a band, essentially. And all of a sudden, you got like the new, cool, updated version of the song just going full force. And it's like, I could be into that. Yep. I'm a big fan of music. Like All so- of a sudden, you have a vocal track in Smash, so my day's yeah. made. So. <laughs> so It's like you're playing New Donk City, and you're, you're hearing like the, uh, the trumpet and stuff. And all of a sudden, you, uh, you hit the saxophone, so you get saxophone going. And then finally, you see, uh, oh, gosh, what is the name of the girl? Paula. Pauline? Yeah, Paulina. 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 Uh, I think it might be just Pauline. I'm going to fight you on that it one. It might be. I mean, go look it up. But I say it's Pauline. Yeah. So you hit Pauline, all of a sudden, vocals. And... No, I was asking, really, like, you could go look it up. I don't know. <laughs> I uh, think it's Paulina. Let's see. P-A-U-L-E-N-E. Pauline. Yeah, it's Pauline. Oh, okay. It might be Pauline, but honestly, it's... It's it's ends with an E. Eh. 
Gotcha. I mean, I don't care about Mario too much. So. Of course, yeah, <laughs> just credit your own fight. That's fine. <laughs> so uh, they also wanted to point out that there's over 100 stages in the game, but it's actually going to be a total of uh, more than 300 because there's going to be uh, Omega versions and Battlefield versions of each stage. So you got the Sander stage, and all of a sudden it's like after it gets terrorized by Omega energy and all that stuff. So it's you know similar, but it's also going to look aesthetically different. So you got a lot about that. Also, stages start at the beginning. You you pick the stage before you pick the characters now. Yep. And the rules before you pick the characters. So. so now instead of picking your favorite character and thinking that you'll do best in each situation, now you can tailor fit your character to whatever kind of atmosphere. Yep. Of course, you don't know everybody picks Final Destination, so whatever. But you know, for if you know if you're actually gonna try to have fun with the game, you got that now. You can also turn off uh hazards, which is another cool thing because if you want to play a certain level, but like, you know, in the Super Smash Brothers 64, you want to play Hyrule Castle, but you got sick of those squirrely tornadoes, you can get rid of them now. They'll disappear. Cool. Let's see. There's also a new design where if you want to play one stage, but there, you know, maybe your friend wants to play another one, there's also stage morph. So you can switch between yeah. two stages. It'll, you know, every so time or you can set it for random, it'll just randomly turn into a different field because you, because, because, yeah, sure. It's fun. I thought that was a great idea. Uh, music, music. This is probably another big thing for me. Over 900 different compositions of music throughout the entire games, plus more, is coming into this game right now. Mm -hmm. And it states very specifically over 28 hours of video game music. Yep. So thing. they had a little thing where they were like, "Yeah, you can even plug in your headphones and put your switch in your bag and listen to it like an MP3 player." I'm like, "All right, now who's gonna do that though?" Like, let's be real. Like, I'm gonna say I'm gonna totally rip the OST. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> like, you can even turn off the switch and carry it with you and listen to it as you go. But please use this giant tablet as an MP3 player, please. <laughs> hey, um, maybe it's a thing. No, but I it's mean, like it's like Bluetooth. Like you'll buy a foot massager. And they'd be like, oh, and it also has Bluetooth. And you'd never, you'd ever wonder why would I need Bluetooth on that? But <laughs> with 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 technology buffs, it doesn't matter. It has Bluetooth, right? Like really, you'd buy anything just it's because it's right? If they sell you a pin, a pin, uh, an Attack on Titan pin that has Bluetooth that does absolutely nothing, but you can connect your phone to it, you'd buy it. I mean, I might not, because I'd be scared of it. Because why would that pin have Bluetooth? But I oh, get the idea. Imagine, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, it, it has Bluetooth because uh, you can use it as a, a touch screen. You can write the pen on it. So you can... Just, no? Just, oh, I mean, I, like... I don't that, like touch screens. They're evil. Okay, I was thinking like a, a drawing pen, like, you, you know, drawing tablets oh, electronically. Oh, oh, oh. You could have a Bluetooth pen, but you could just uh, Bluetooth it to your phone and just do it like that instead. Oh, okay, so that's not... I was just making it up to humor you, you know. Yeah, no, but yeah, so, like, uh, having uh, the Switch as a portable MP3 player is just kind of like a... Well, you didn't ask for it. But we just it's here. Be yeah. free to have it, so use it if you want to. Don't use it. We don't care. Just buy the game. Yep, yep, yep. All right, fair enough. Uh, a couple other things. There's uh, more Pokemon... There's more assist trophies. Woo! Ooh, you know. Uh, is there any characters that you would uh, particularly you're excited for? Because uh, let's see, a couple of new ones are coming out. You got Zero from Mega Man X, Knuckles from Sonic the Hedgehog, Crystal from Star Fox, Rathalos from hey. the Monster Hunter series, and uh, well, you know, Shovel Knight from Shovel Knight. Yep. And then 
And of course, you got the the entire moon from Chora's mass. You can have come crashing in. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I think this is just uh, overall. This you know they're adding too much to the game to the point where it's going to be you can't really make another Smash after this, and that's going to be a problem unless they power gap and then do a reboot or something like honestly what Marvel versus Capcom did and what fighting games do often, which is like okay, we actually put too much content or not too much, but we finished this game and we now can't expand the roster anymore. We can't expand the stages or music anymore, so we have to wait until people forget about it and then start over again pretty much which might be what they have to do with this i guess the big question is uh if you want a game to be the ultimate experience as a how do you plan that because you can either plan to where you want to have more content in the future or you want to like we got everything we can do everything do we throttle ourselves to you know have the next game be something you know better or do we make the best damn thing we can find right here and right now it seems like Sakurai might be actually saying, let's pull all the stops. We got to do everything right here and now. It's a really risky move for the future, but it means this game's going to be big. And it's something to consider, too, is just Sakurai's involvement with all this, because he's been the director of Smash for quite a while, and every time he says it's his last Smash, he does not want to make another, but every time the fan demand makes him come back and make one. So this is also something you have to consider about the idea that Sakurai is getting older, and he's directed a lot of Smash Bros. games. This is the ultimate version. He might really be done after this, and this also might be an aspect of, like, I'm the guy who makes Smash, Smash is going to be done. Like, Smash is done for a while. Where This is all we can do. This is the maximum. Because when you go to a different engine on another console, for now, for example, like, you could build off this if the next console was, you know, Switch in strength or something like that. Sure. You could always build off of it and add more and do an ultimate version of the ultimate version. But you can't take all of this easily and translate it into a new engine, is my point. So you have to redo everything. For the so, and it'll always feel bad to go down in content, which is why they probably have to wait a long time till people kind of like don't think about Smash as a thing that could come back for a long time. But then when it does, it becomes great. Smash is back as a reboot and not Smash is back. But there's so few content and it doesn't matter. And it you could also stop. turn to a, a service game with regular smaller yeah. like DLCs that they could add. But I also see it as a way to... Uh, you know, this big, huge Smash game that everybody's been asking for that also nobody really wanted, but also as a way to move more people over into the Switch, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Um, as much as they're still putting out things for the 3DS and still pushing, like, you know, trying to keep it alive for a little bit longer, I think they're still trying to get as many people over to the Switch as they can. Definitely, yeah, and I think the 3DS thing is finally starting to die because they finally reported that they stagnated on it, so finally. All right, fair enough. I uh, just want to mention a few less modes that, uh, you know, they're completely new for mostly new you got stamina battle which uh we know that as the master hand battle you try to whittle down health from 300 to zero yep and stamina was in early smashes as well it just wasn't a main option you could pick okay okay you got squad strike which uh almost uh marvel vs capcom style but Mm. you can't you know introduce them as uh, assist or support characters you can have players either two players do one uh five on five or three on three skirmishes or you could have a person controlling you know Five versus five different people having their own controller, you know, getting ready to go into the pit one uh, one versus one at a time, which is crazy. Yep. Uh, for, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's a lot like actually the Tenkaichi, Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi system that you mm-hmm. could do for uh, team battles. Yeah, it's so pretty I much remember that now. Yep. Oh, boy. Uh, there's also tourney mode. Uh, you can have up to 32 people just go ape shit and face each other down. Uh, the one I like most, and uh, the last one mentioned here, is uh, Smashdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much just a like we're gonna play for a while. We're gonna have fun here. Pretty much you can pick uh, you know one v one, but then the, uh, that character disappears from the thing, and you just keep playing 
and you know play each character until there's nothing left and whoever won the most wins and i thought that was cool allows people to play completely different characters and turn, you know, instead of trying to specialize you can also try to you know be a dick and then say hey i'm going to pick your best character right off the get-go so you can't touch them ever again and i thought that was cool so anything else that you guys want to talk about for super smash brothers ultimate nope it's ultimate yep fair enough fair enough and cam cam show floor is yours go ahead and hey. talk about. Okay, listen, people, listen. So recently you might have seen in the news that Emu Paradise got taken down, which is the premier pirating site, I will say, for ROMs, for, you know, video game ROMs and ISOs. Rest in peace. So the reason why this is significant is this was the biggest of all of them. This was the one that was, honestly, I'd say the only one that was verified to a point where you knew you weren't getting malware with your download, basically. You knew that it was a legit thing, that there's not going to be any extra stuff, that everything was what it needed to be. And so this was the most verified place, the most extensive place you could get all this stuff. And so this goes down. And Nintendo uh, had a part, but they did it themselves. This wasn't a, a, you know, DM, like, take down everything. They did it themselves, considering piracy and what's going around right now, because Nintendo recently took down two other sites. So here's the thing. You know, a lot of people say, you know, Nintendo has to hit those patents. They have to make sure they pursue them. And that's true. But this really just only hurts the industry and hurts the future. Uh, I don't talk about it much, but I'm very big on video game preservation. And when sites like Emu Paradise go down, we lose things actually to time because they don't good game companies don't document their past as well as we would like like a lot of other things do and we also have to consider the availability of games so i'll you know i'll say at least from my personal perspective not necessarily a perspective for the entire podcast but i'll speak for myself here and say that i think it's completely justified to torrent a game and pirate a game if it's not available in any other form if the company's not made it available so if there's no way for example, um, to legally buy the old version of DuckTales or legally run the old version of DuckTales via any virtual console, no qualms in pirating that and playing that because they have not provided the option to me. Um, but that's still a piece of gaming history. It's still a piece of you know art if you consider games art, right? Um, and from that perspective, it really, really sucks because there's a lot of stuff that we lose here. Talking about you know beta versions of games, Japanese, Spanish versions of games, um, just different types of games basically that we keep losing every time one of these sites goes down which may be, besides somebody's hard drive, the only place that this game exists. Because a good example, actually, uh, Nintendo, funny enough, considering how they feel about emulators, allegedly the Wii version of Super Mario Bros. or World, I forget which one it was, but the, one, the, the virtual console one that they, they put out was actually not of, from their own. Uh, company. They couldn't find it. They couldn't find the original ROM they had for Mario Bros. So they went and downloaded one and sold it to you. And using like open source emulators and things like that, because there was actually they verified, they looked at the hexadecimal code and saw that the Wii version, virtual console version of the game had the headers that the amateurs put on when they ROM hacked it, made it runnable on an emulator. So even Nintendo is downloading this stuff and reselling it. But that's to the point that they don't document their own past. This stuff is lost to time if these pirating sites go down. And in terms of you know video game history and that sort of thing, it's incredibly important to keep that all documented. Uh, so I'm super against this. I think in some cases, um, you know, what the company company should really look at, and as an example here, because there's a legal way you can do this, and uh, Frank Cifaldi, who's a game historian, talked a lot about this at a GDC talk in 2016, I want to say. And what he talked about basically was companies can use emulators to their advantage. 
a lot of stuff is open source now and practically complete complete in terms of what they can run and open source means you can use it under a gnu2 license i believe for commercial use which means nintendo could go grab these emulators if they're open source use them and sell them and sell their own roms to people for like a subscription service or a very cheap price but the fact that none of these are available now they're not categorized everywhere it becomes necessary at that point for pirates and people downloading that stuff to actually preserve game history um, so i just want to riff about that basically because that going down is a travesty and uh protect what you can get what you can <laughs> absolutely nick thoughts um i agree with ken completely <laughs> <laughs> caught me off guard i love it tyler uh, no i remember i i got my i mentioned this a few times before i went back home recently this past december and i bought my ps2 with me here to mm -hmm. canada um and some of the earliest games first game i ever played was crash bandicoot 2 yep. right we debated very much on the name of this game and i think it's still red right 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 we debated right. on this um or something whatever it is and then the next game i remember playing was uh mega man legends mm, yes. 2 um and for some reason about eight months ago i felt a deep need to like play that game again and to mm -hmm. go through that game again and the only way i could do that was through an emulator because there's no way you'd be able to get it now right um, sure, they could charge you some money. Same thing with the NES Classic that they you know, re-released and they put out for production again. Mm -hmm. um, if Nintendo, as Camp said, were smart about it, uh, instead of taking down the site or in D, uh, DMCA's, be like, all right, I'm going to buy the Nintendo section of your site. Yeah, no, not work even with us. People. Yeah, by yeah. the people like work with us, and then we'll put this game out. Well, I'm thinking about like, well, it's not. They're just not limited to Nintendo games, right? They've got all sorts of Capcom yes, yes, yes. games, right? So let's say they just buy the Nintendo section of their site, mm -hmm. work with us. We'll put it out. We'll make an official site. We'll make it look nice and pretty. You just keep doing what you do, and we'll give you a little bit of money. Yeah, right? and that little bit of money would be more than enough for the people do it running it right now, anyways, right? So. I was even under the impression, like, my opinion, honestly, is that the people who make the emulators, the people who categorize this stuff, the game companies should go and hire them as a team, honestly. They should hire them as a team to set up a subscription-like service for them. I think that individual downloads, unless they're like 99 cents each, will be tough because there's so many games that people don't care about too much but are still historically important um, to have. So it'd be good to have a subscription service because we have to consider that the virtual consoles, right? Like Wii Virtual Console, Wii U, whatever, they maybe put like 150 games on there. Maybe there's, you know, 70 NES games. There's 1,700 different NES games in terms of different versions of the games and things like that. And so much of the catalog is missing when you don't, ha and nobody has it. Nintendo doesn't have it. The only thing, the way it's out there is on people's hard drives, out in the pirating world and that sort of thing. Um, and a good example, just really quick to, to wrap things up basically, is think about legitimately buying something. Like theoretically, in your case, I would say like, yes, you can go buy Mega Man Legacy Collection, or uh, not Legacy Collection, sorry. You can go buy Legends 2, physical still, but you have to buy it from a reseller, not right. from Nintendo. You're not giving them money or you're not giving in that case, right? You're not giving Capcom right. money. Yeah. I was and, gonna say like your example earlier included, didn't include uh, going to flea markets yes, or yes. game or retro video game stores, because we're talking about it being made available directly from the seller. Like right. what if you're in Europe and all they're selling Mega Man Legends 2 only in North America. It's still not being made mm -hmm. accessible to you. So the only way you can do it is either have a friend that you have in the States ship it over to you or get an emulator. 
Yep. And the thing I want to compare here is if you compare the film industry as an example, right? Uh, what Frank Cifaldi did in his talk, actually, GDC was great. He took a random movie from the same year as I think it was DuckTales, where he was like, OK, so here's DuckTales. You know, we can't get the original version really anymore. We have the remaster, but that's not the original version. Um, and he took a couple other games. I think he just went to a random year and found like one of the less popular games and was like, OK, mid popularity. He found a random movie from the 90s, right? Just a random one in the middle of the 90s. And he's like, oh, look, it has a blue layer release you can buy currently it has an hd like release you can buy currently it has a pack-in release you can buy currently you can get it on youtube you can get it on netflix you can get it on all these different streaming services hulu uh you know all of these services and there were like 13 different ways to get this random crappy 90s movie and he's like okay what are the official ways to get this game oh look there are none <laughs> so that's Absolutely my point none. where they are it becomes almost necessary to i mean you go on amazon and pay 300 for a cartridge that yeah. might but there's no the, the point is those are official releases right those are official you know licensed releases and games don't do that and game as a whole the gaming industry is very bad at taking care of its history right. and not just the games but documentation surrounding the games as well so i think that in this case emu paradise takedown was a travesty and we probably lost stuff because of that right. absolutely um, like a part of it is also um as you mentioned as a whole um the gaming industry is really not that old yeah as compared to the film industry or even like the art industry mm -hmm. right because you can find paintings from the 1400s, the 1500s, movies all the way from back when they were first being made. There's really no, we're still evolving, the industry is still evolving, and there's no need, there hasn't been any need until now, or at least mainstream need yep. for documentation, archives of old video games and those being, uh, you know, accessible to people. Yep. So hopefully, it's going to evolve and hopefully it changes yeah. soon. But yeah. Yeah, we hope, we hope. Because the reality of the situation is like, it's easy. People considered it. Oh, it's easier to port over films because of, you know it's it's a video and you can put it on different formats. But it's you know gaming is really just like it's already been made available on multiple formats on your PC, you know, on Windows, on Linux, on all those things. It's already available that way. People have already done the legwork for the full sets of every cartridge-based console and most CD-based consoles. That legwork's already done. So just make it happen in a legitimate way, and we cannot lose our history while also not pirating, right? And the company can get more money. They're basically being idiots by doing this is what i'm saying they're being complete retards but yeah all right fair enough now i would like to point out for the sake of the podcast the topic of the show is whatever we put our most passion into mm -hmm. so that being said it feels like uh we just covered the topic of the show <laughs> guess so so i would like to pose this as a small question then if i could the original topic of the show no longer such number ratings versus summary ratings versus descriptive reviews yep what is the best thing that you think uh, you would look forward to when it comes to trying to figure out if you'd like a game? Uh, for me, descriptive reviews, but I think that the like descriptive, descriptive reviews are objectively, I would say, honestly, objectively, they're more detailed. They give you more information. They're better for understanding a game. Uh, but there's usefulness for everything else. I think numbers are incredibly useful if you trust or know the personality behind a reviewer. So say even even a random video game reviewer like a Pro Jared or something like that, right? Or an Angry Joe or something like that, where it's like, okay, well, I know uh, Pro Jared's biases. I know where he stands on different genres. So a number from him tells me things. I know him already. A number from IGN tells us stuff because we know about IGN uh, to a lesser extent because their writers are more decentralized. But the number score is useful if you know who the per people are behind it and you know their proclivities basically but in the end descriptive is what i want so fair enough uh personally i think that number ratings should be abolished completely God, vicious because since we are all uh subjective people 
versus you know an objective uh number rating system there's no way that unless it's the same exact person as cam would say we can't compare what people say over at ign their number that's compared true. to what people over at GameSpot would say because that's we true. have no idea how that compares mm -hmm. and then when we try to we rationalize the numbers in such a way that the information becomes askew and that is dog shit mm -hmm. you know keep the uh the, the nightclub running here yeah now, uh, personally, I believe that a descriptive review is best for people who want to, you know, really get into it. I don't know much about this game, but I trust your words. Please give me the time to do this with a summary rating at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, tell, tell me the great, dirty details about this game. And then at the end, just give me a quick rundown. Maybe I didn't want to read everything. Tell me what you liked about this game. What isn't so good? And, you know, the final word. Do you recommend buying it? Yep. That, yep. That's absolutely what I need. Number ratings can kiss my butt. And that's the thing, like you yes. said, yeah, and what we talked about is you can't you can't compare an eight from one company to an eight to another. And sometimes even eights within the same company. I think um, I don't, I don't watch videos screw it over because they make uh, each person like look at a chart, say, hey, yep. you need to understand what an eight means in this company. Mm -hmm. and some people still can't do it. It's yeah. So there was there was a video I actually saw on this and I think it was I think it was Dunkey. I don't watch many of his videos, but I saw this. It was t like critiquing the review process. And what he was saying was like IGN has at any given time, like they feature 30 different writers. Right. So if you get a answer from IGN, you don't know necessarily who that answer is coming from unless you follow the different authors. And the point he made was he showed footage about Sonic 4, uh, the game that came out and IGN in so many different places was saying different things about the games. People representing IGN on screen would said Sonic was always terrible. The review said Sonic was great. Everything was saying different stuff. So it's more important, like that number score is useful, I think, if you want a quick, if you know the single person and know their, you know, biases when they're reviewing, as I said before, and you trust their opinion, right? So if I started reviewing stuff and giving numbers and you knew what I liked and what I didn't like, and you were like jiving with that, then an eight for me means something. But if you didn't, yeah. Ironically enough, uh, there's only one person that I listen to enough that I would like, you know, I want your opinion on this game. Tell me if uh, you like it or not. And that person actually doesn't give number scores, so he doesn't like it either. So it's like, oh, my irony itself. Nick, what do you think, buddy? Um, I understand uh, your issue with number ratings. That's if it was coming from one person. I think number ratings, they look good on paper in terms of like, all right, this is this franchise breakdown. They're, they made 25 games. These are what they all scored typically as the years have gone by. So you can sort of see a trend where they've risen, where they've fallen, what's done well, what hasn't. Um, I think it needs to work similar to how uh, Rotten Tomatoes works, where it's an aggregate score of people's uh, things. This is just an idea of my own. That's Metacritic. Whatever it is. Or those Rotten Tomatoes, because Rotten table, Tomatoes has been heavily influenced in ways that isn't, you know, average score views, as it's been shown. It's whichever one of those are, because it, Metacritic, it's though, yes. general, like, I feel like number ratings would be good as, like, a general public perception or whatever the public mm -hmm. is from general people who play in an industry. So let's say you have five different companies that do all these reviews. You've got IGN 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. And then you have maybe 40 people in their critique team uh, who review a game, and each 40 of them so that's 40 times 5, that's 200 people. So yeah. now you have an aggregate score of over 200 people. So just as a quick flash, all right, this is what 200 people thought of this game. I think that could work uh, for, you know, if you're just going through like a listing of the games released last year. But um, then, 
Should I trust that those people know what that score means to every other person that's doing the same review? Uh, going back to what you guys were talking about, then you'd have to like, all right, then you kind of have to know, um, you know, who these people are, what they're doing. So that's the issue with it. So I'm not saying it's perfect, but that would probably make a little bit more sense because then it seems a little bit more democratic, if I can say. Like, of course. I don't mean to play you on the defensive because. No, no, no. I know uh, why people like numbers. I think, I mean, number, honestly, number scores are incredibly useful for what I do, but not from the perspective of should I buy a game because I, you know, I evaluate that myself with description. But in regards to gauging the industry from a podcast perspective, from a coverage perspective, that's incredibly important because I can look at a game and say, okay, here's the general consensus of this game that the industry feels. And they might not be right, but that's their consensus. Yeah, and so exactly I, I use number scores quite often. Uh, you'll hear if you listen to uh, into the video game, you'll hear us often saying it was a Metacritic blank about the game seeing what the general perception was um, but there's also it's what really sucks is a lot of bias there where there's a bigger bias towards triple a games like triple a games can't do bad on metacritic uh to an honestly a very extensive margin to the point where the metacritic scores are not reflective of real life like five should be average but in metacritic scores five is like this game should not exist it is completely unplayable uh you don't see triple a fives you don't you don't at all um even mass effect andromeda i think was a uh, 70 something on Metacritic, whereas Japanese games that I would say there's a little bit of a bias against Japanese games or maybe for Western games where people don't take the time to understand them a lot of the times. So like famously, there was a old Persona 3 interview that just did not understand Persona one bit, one fucking bit. And they, they got everything wrong and they gave it a shitty score. And it's just a lot of that where you look at a game like Andromeda getting a 70 something and then you'll see a much more competently made game and from, from design perspective, something that does not break has lesser low, lower score than andromeda and it's like <laughs> yeah come on. so i was gonna, come on. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say like it's like um movie ratings as well like imdb <laughs> or whatever it's kind of like i just i'll google a movie that came out and if i want to go see it i'll look at the, the the ratings if it's a completely new movie if it's not connected to any franchise before and be like okay maybe because i've been in plenty of movies where the imdb is like two yeah but I've had a good time. Mm -hmm. Sure, I recognize the faults with it, but it's just a funny movie and I had a good time. Right? Exactly. Um, yeah. I do prefer summary ratings in general, but more for franchises that I know. So there was a new Halo game that came out and I saw a summary rating of pros and cons review because then they'd probably compare it to previous Halo titles. Yep. Like, oh, this game has this, but this game didn't have this and this game removed this that this game had. Mm -hmm. right? So I prefer those. Descriptive reviews, not so much in case they give away too much. So I prefer watching people play the game. So I prefer watching gameplay of it to make up my own mind of whether I enjoy oh, yeah. it. Video reviews. That yeah. too. Yeah, Quick so looks. video reviews are my main thing if I'm like, all right, this is a brand new single player game. Convince me. And the only way you could really do that is by showing me gameplay of it. Mm -hmm. I, I would say that probably be the number one way. Video yep. review for sure. Better yep. than any words you could give me because I can and see for myself. For me particularly, not even video review, but just straight a video. So like not cut up to look nice. Yeah, even, even that's just straight. like, just yeah. Start from the what beginning. What am I playing? Show me the right? first 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so show me like 20 minutes somewhere in between where I have no idea of the context and you're doing all this crazy, wonderful shit. And I'm yep. like, okay, that's got so me. Basically, in. basically, we should get demo discs again, is what we're saying. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Demo discs. Hell yes. I remember playing an ET demo on my PlayStation oh, yeah. 2 for what God knows how. We should get demos. <laughs> we should still have demos in games, I think, or at least downloadable demos for almost everything. Like, give us demos so we can evaluate it ourselves, honestly. But yeah. My dear uh, podcasters, we are getting long in the tooth. Oh. It is as the usual. We are having a good time. Time flies by. However, we have something that we've never experienced before, gentlemen. Oh. We've received an email. 
Wonderful. An email from somebody who's interested in talking to us. Okay. I will not lie. This is not a prologue. This is chapter one of the love letter that this gentleman. Oh, hold on. Are you going to read the whole email? Is that is that fully necessary? Ooh. I mean, there's a question in here, right? Or there's a question that he posed on Twitter as well. Okay. Well, I he think is... we should hit those, but I will. Okay. I'll tell you what. Out Generally, I think him. what's good is a summary, like a summary of what he's talking about. Then we hit us with the questions uh, because I saw that email too, and okay. it's very long. So, all right, I will I will summarize it as best as I can. Then, yep. this is from Papa Los. His name is Carlos, but he likes Los. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna out him, but that's okay. What's up, Los? <laughs> What's up, my Los? Dearest casual master questers, you gave two email addresses on episode thirteen. I what? I figured to just write the both. I always get excited when I hear somebody says, we never get emails. It's like a challenge. Good, because that's the point. I was trying to challenge somebody. And you did it. You completed the challenge. Good job. Like you said, it's personal, like writing a letter. No one really does that anymore, right? No one. Okay, like the IRS and your grandma. But no one tells you she just signed up, or um, only to tell you she just signed up to this thing called Facebook. And then he proceeds to talk in length about each of the games that we love the most. Uh, He starts off with Nick, of course showing that he loves and adores destiny so much he stopped yes. for a while he, he gives it appreciate it no man's sky on the other hand he has apparently been playing a lot and he's really appreciating its majestic comeback he apparently also hasn't played the ps4 and xbox for a long time but no man's sky brought him back so that's good pokemon go he would like to give a shout out to alongside with pokemon sun and moon i'm going to read this out specifically for cam I don't I am, have my props with me, unfortunately, but... I am new to Pokemon, with Sun and Moon being my first time playing the series. <laughs> and apparently this triggered Cam. It did. It triggered me to the point where I was like, I, I heard that and I went blank. Like, I read that line, I went blank, and I was like, no, sit down, I have 30 games you need to play. Fantastic. And so, so <laughs> you inspired Cam to want to, like, you know... Please, let me show you the way. Yeah, let me show you the world, man. Like, I I have, I didn't bring the props, but I have a box of Pokemon games. Like, all my Pokemon stuff's in a box, and I have about, like, 30 different cartridges, I think. So it's just like, just, yeah. If you you need any information on where to go next in terms of Pokemon, if you want to expand the horizons, hit me up on Twitter. I think we're following each other now on Twitter, actually, Lo. So just, like, DM me on Twitter or something like that, and I will give you all the recs you need. Yes. So he's gotten on uh, Nick's good side by mentioning Destiny. And then no man's sky. I like him. I like him. The, uh, Los uh, decided to you know, appeal to uh, Cam, of course, by mentioning, uh, oh, uh, Senpai, I'm not a Pokemon. Please. Also by a the way. <laughs> Oh, boy. And then, <laughs> and then apparently I he gets me with the sweet talking about Pokemon Go. So, you know, yep, yep, okay, yep. fine, he went. He'd like to suggest that we play the game called Yoku's Island Express. Yes, we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think. That was that pinball game that we mentioned at the end that was coming out. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. He says it's so much more than pinball, I felt. Charming and absolutely p- uh, perfect for pickup and go playing between bigger sessions of chunkier games. So, you know, think of uh, the enjoyment that you get from Fortnite, but yep. on the go. It's that so, slot, yep. He'd like to also apologize that he uh, wrote us a small novel, and that's totally okay. Los, I would love to read the whole thing, but unfortunately, I I, I was asked by my co-host <laughs> to you know, cut it down. Don't worry, though. I'm going to read the whole question because we sent out asking yep. for questions. 
and of course Lowe's jumped on because he loves his name being mentioned. And Lowe's I would say, I would say just real quick. So like, I don't think that the, like we read, I read the entire email. We read the entire email and I appreciate that a lot. I just don't think it's useful to recite the entire email on podcast. True. That, but we that, read that and then we nope. pare it down. We discussed it in length. In fact, we probably could write I think, a I think it's just because it. this is our, this is, you know, one of the longest emails I know. we've received. Oh, I've received. Oh, Lordy, you got low. Uh, please. Uh, you know. Making me warm. Yeah. And uh, so on Twitter, I sent the call out. He answered his question, and he is the elusive man. And there is a one there. I'm going to let you find out, but it's an illusion once you find out what it is. Good luck. Because emails aren't enough, apparently. Here's a question If you could mash up two Nintendo franchises, and make a game of the year contender out of it, what would it be? And he says, you know, franchises, game type, etc. So w- we talked about it before. Apparently, since I mentioned a uh, you know, game that is correlated to Epic, and you know, it, it can't be an evil hybrid, it has to be first party only. But that's what the question asked for, Tyler. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to diverge from franchise. For it. It's not like Los has the holy it's not law. Games about on it. the Nintendo consoles. It says uh, I think questions are the holy law. I think questions are the holy law on a podcast. So if it's, you get asked questions, it's literally the written the written rules by yeah. which we have to answer and provide an answer. Absolutely. Okay, then Cam, go ahead. All right, so uh, my thought process is pretty much just like go ahead and I guess and put Pokemon with Fire Emblem, and by that I mean make Pokemon Conquest too, because uh, it's a game of the year for me. <laughs> okay, Nick. Um, I I thought about this last night, and given my limited knowledge on Nintendo franchises as a whole in terms of gameplay, because I haven't really played a lot of them, I was thinking either um, a Mario Odyssey type, but with Pokemon. But so like the true RPG Pokemon experience that we've always wanted, right? So you oh, make... so you want a Breath of the Wild Pokemon? I think is where you're getting. Oh so, no no no! Yeah, so yeah. I was gonna say a Breath of the Wild Pokemon would be basically Breath of the Wild, but mm-hmm. you pick a Pokemon that you want to play as, and then you just run around as that Pokemon and basically fight other Pokemons and solve as a Pokemon, right? But when we, like the Mario Odyssey RPG, you're running around the world fighting Team Rocket with Pokemon by your side, doing all these crazy, like, it's still like a platformer game where you have your trainer do things, jumping yeah, like around. Pokemon, let's go even Pokemon, let's But go then, no, 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 no. I've never heard of those games ever in my life. These games <laughs> do not exist. I think uh, Pixelmon, there was a Minecraft mod called Pixelmon. If you guys are familiar at all, it got taken down um, mm-hmm. potentially to make Pokemon Quest because the models look similar. But really, I just want Pixelmon to be a real thing. So that, that's another option right there is not via Minecraft, but via the idea of, you know, everybody jokes and has the idea and always has about the true Pokemon experience, which is like, let's have an open world Pokemon game with everything. We find things in different terrains, a lot like how Pixelmon did it. That's always an option. I think for me, making it a game of the year, like, oh, everybody's game of the year game is going to be incredibly difficult because mashing up two Nintendo series, I don't feel like gets you that. That gets you like a cool novelty. But for me, like I said, a Fire Emblem-esque SRPG Pokemon, just like Pokemon Conquest was, but crossed over with Nobunaga's Ambition, that would be like my personal. We'd be like, yep, no, that was one of my favorite games this year. Definitely. So, Tyler, um, have you thought carefully about uh, the next few things you're going to be saying? Uh, regrettably, yes. I have most certainly have. <laughs> I was hoping I could uh, sneak out, but uh, Nick did the smart move and transitioned over to me. Uh, there is one thing I, I kind of liked in Wind Waker, and I can correlate this in a completely different format. Uh, one of the things that you get to do in Wind Waker specifically is you get to pick the graph. You get to take pictures of stuff. You can use and turn it into 3D models and whatnot. 
So in my head, the idea, if I could, and I proposed this in a similar idea before on a different podcast, uh, imagine Pokemon Snap, but it's open world, and you got to take a picture of different Zelda scenarios. Like, uh, you you don't interact with them, you don't do dungeons or whatnot, but your goal as a photographer is trying to solve the puzzles by taking pictures of them and maybe uh, take pictures and watch and interact with the different AIs of the world uh, in the Zelda universe. Now, in my head, I was like, not just Zelda, make it every world. You know, maybe you're exploring Mushroom Kingdom or, you know, you're doing Super Smash Bros. style where you just go into each hub and you... Nintendo Snap? Are you Snap? You just walk around and you're like, uh, Super Snap Snap RPG. Super you've been oh. con- you've been contacted by a suspicious magazine trying to find dirt about Princess Peach. So yeah. you're just walking around Princess Peach's castle Snap during the party, P-I. and then you, you you're trying to get a picture Detective of Princess Pikachu. Peach. Detective Pikachu. That's gonna be the name of the game. Oh, wait, that exists. No, no, no. Smash Super Snap Brothers Brothers is something. We're we're onto something here. Hold on. Like Nintendo Snap, as he called it. I like. I do like the idea of that. You know, as a photographer, you it's almost Hitman style, where you try to find a way to get yeah. your gold met by walking around and looking as inconspicuous, but you're you know you're trying to take a picture of random things, and maybe you know try to figure out why Link couldn't get through this dungeon and figure out who's been you know interfering with it. If you got the Paper Mario writers, you know what I mean? Like that sort of humor, that sort of like Mario-esque comedy on that. And in terms of the storylines, that could be really, really good. And so that that was the answer to my question for a potential game of the year. I was going to say one thing I noticed is, you know, early on you went there as well. I went there. Nick went there. We all went to Pokemon. And I think the reason why we all went to Pokemon, because that's that's something that, of course, uh, happens quite often, is because Game Freak is really bad at actually doing stuff with their franchise. Make more spinoff games, Game Freak. In my de- in my defense, <laughs> though, uh, you know, I said Pokemon Snap strictly for the pic- you know, the idea of taking pictures. Right. I, didn't, yep. I, didn't, yep. I, I didn't want to mention Pokemon because you know that's an easy one. Yep. But I, I wanted because nobody does anything with it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. Okay. Fine. Okay. So that's going to be it for the show. We're going to wrap it up here. Game releases this week. I've actually only found two. That if you found any more, go right ahead. Uh, the Walking Dead, the final season, episode one, coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC this August 14th, which is, in fact, Tuesday. So if you listen to the podcast as soon as it comes out, tomorrow. Otherwise, Tuesday. However, What else is the, happening on Tuesday, Tyler? The big one, and people have been pushing me so freak, so fucking hard to get and start playing this game again. World of Warcraft, Battle for Azeroth, the oh, new expansion Lord. is coming out on monday specifically at 6 p.m and then you know it'll be officially ready for everybody on tuesday which is you know august 14th however i've been talked to so much about it i i get to talk to the same people over and over again they've been playing world of warcraft passionately they're like please you should try this game you're you're gonna be able to enjoy it there's so much new stuff you can do and it's like if i do that i gotta give up everything else (laughs) everything like this is the destiny 2 plus some i'm just like destiny 2 i feel like you can walk away and play like a different shooter or something like that i'm not going to go and play a different mmo if i play world of warcraft that is going to be it mm-hmm. if Funny I enough, you having said that it's not about me playing a different shooter specifically it's uh like i wouldn't i can't play a different shooter there's nothing that feels like destiny 2 but there's nothing for me to do well there was nothing for me but you play now overwatch and then fortnite yeah but like in smaller doses as compared to destiny well, I mean, just me, like, 
I don't think I could play Persona or anything like that. No, but I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I get. Like, uh, that is the ultimate, like, I got to keep playing if I want to progress. Otherwise, like, I'm wasting time. I'm wasting oh, yeah. money. Yeah, gotta... yeah, in the full sw swing of things, I don't touch anything else, usually. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it's in the it's in my thoughts you know if one of you decided to say hey we should try this together <laughs> kid both of you shaking your hands vigorously no. i love how i immediately went from like i'm the victim here please stop you know scaring me also yeah, like, yeah. devil form but if you wanna <laughs> if you want to um, do this we can go no. hold together so, god no i mean like so, i would like to but god no i would like I would to not even like to it, it's funny because the guy is like just play it for a week <laughs> and then you know you says to report about how it's going it's like you can't do that yeah, you play no. it for a week and then all of a sudden it's 2022 and you can't do anything else with your life yeah and i look down and i'm already up to my nipples and freaking quicksand it's like it got it sucked me in how am i supposed to get what am i supposed to do now i'm sinking good job yeah it's like i would be like angry at my addiction at that point but yes it's coming out this tuesday for those interested oh, fun it's um, one smaller note about doom eternal again um, it's not releasing anytime soon, yeah. but when it does release, it's going to be on PC, Xbox One, PS4, and the Switch. Hey, that's good. That's awesome. Okay, so wrap up plugs, housekeeping, anything we can talk about here. You can email us like Los at casualmasterquest at gmail.com. I will say that is the only way you can email us at. You can find other emails. We might not respond to it. Please don't do that. <laughs> However, you can also hit us up on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. All podcasts and gaming can be found everywhere now instead of just our YouTube channel because things have been happening. However, if you want to look at our YouTube channel, we'll constantly post about it on the Twitter. So that's a good way of finding it. Or you can just go to YouTube and search for Casual MasterQuest because that's there too. Cam, where can we find you for all your streaming services as well as your other podcast? You can find me on Twitter at Cam Collects. That's my preferred social media. I use it every day. Feel free to drop me a line, DM me. I love talking to people about games. Uh, in terms of that, I stream twice a week, once Monday night, 7 p.m. EST, and then also Friday at 6 p.m. EST. That's twitch.tv slash Cam Collects. On Monday, White 2, randomized Nuzlocke for Pokemon. On Friday, Prism, blind Nuzlocke for Pokemon. And then whatever I'm working on for review purposes, at the end of that as a bonus stream uh, in terms of my other podcast you can check that out at into videogame.com and that's if you want to get a more meta industry narrative going on type thing it is less about the games themselves and more about the trends of the industry the data and that sort of thing uh, so if you want to check that out that's into the videogame.com and that's me that's nice nick your turn um you can find me on twitter at lrwarrior11 uh, you can also find me on Instagram at LRWarrior11. Hey! Ooh, Instagram! Uh, Instagram shout out. Trying Official to get the Instagram guy. Instagram. No, no, it's my Instagram. It's not a CMQ Instagram. <laughs> beautiful pictures of my beard with a bunch of snow in it. Um, that's all I ever do. Uh, you can also find me on my Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash LRWarrior11. Um, in a couple of weeks, I will actually have a schedule set up properly because I'm almost done with my finals. Yeah, yeah. I have a new semester coming, so lots of scheduling happening there. Um, yeah, that's that's it. For, you can also find me at my free camps. Oh wait, that's the wrong, that's the wrong. <laughs> Not here. Okay, my bad. There's a joke here that I completely missed. Uh, I'll ask you about this. My, uh, my free camps is, is <laughs> my free camps is a cam girl site. Um, oh, yeah, I thought so it was free like, cams. Oh, you can find me at my my free cams. Wait, they don't have free cams there? No fair. That's right. Right. I'm gonna say I already scored one. No, I was misleading. Right. I looked. I found the website one day. And I'm like, wait. 
is this cam? And I went yeah, to it, yeah. and all I found was naked girls running like, all dope. over the place, oh, and gosh, it wasn't that's that's stupid. Kind of about that, yeah. Oh my lord, guys! You could have had Vita discussion. Instead, you got naked girls. Or yeah, it's better Wii U. Come on. <laughs> at least give me two D girls. Like. Yeah, fair, fair. So we got Cam at Cam Collects, all one word. Twitch.tv slash Cam Collects, and then enter the vid or into the video games. Nick is at LR Warrior Eleven, left right Warrior Eleven. Yeah. Uh, also oh. on Twitch tv slash lr warrior 11 i just want to say as clear as it can because this stuff is important you want to watch us and of course maybe not the most important but of course i am uh you know uh egotistical to think so <laughs> uh, i have now no longer on How youtube humble of you. yeah i know right i i'm no longer on youtube through uh, casual master quest i'm gonna I pulled up my old dredge twitch account and I am now on twitch.tv slash two times Tyler, where I will be uh, streaming anytime I'm out of work on Friday for at least two hours. Uh, hopefully later up until 8 p.m. at the latest, but we'll see what happens because I like to get on uh, cam stream and then bug him for a while. And uh, I will be streaming Zelda games. That is my only passion. I realize I have the most fun. I may occasionally be streaming horror games if uh, the, uh, the uh, call comes to it, but... Honestly, I don't think uh, anybody wants to watch me play horror games because no one no one enjoys doing that for some reason anymore. I mean, I heard a scream. You were playing Wind Waker earlier, and I heard a scream from my kitchen, and there was a read that on screen, so that might be pretty entertaining. So uh, <laughs> you said that was yesterday or this morning? No, this morning. Ooh, so I wonder, was that from the uh, the redead? I think so. I was in my kitchen, and I heard you scream, and then I looked over, and there was a redead on screen. Ah, okay, that would make sense. <laughs> I was like, huh. <laughs> he was trying to intimidate me, and I was trying I remember to... that. That scared the fuck out of me. No, no, no. It wasn't that scream. I was sitting down for that one. The one that you said scared you. There was one beforehand, too. There was one more. Oh, my screams. Yeah. Okay, F fair enough. Okay, so. <laughs> and also on Twitter, at two times Tyler. All one word. Same thing for uh, Twitch. Anyways, that was Nick. That was Cam. That was myself. That was all the video games we'd possibly talk about. Actually, it's not true, but we don't want to, you know, get too crazy here. <laughs> I know, right? You know, one figure out, but just one Actually, <laughs> we will see you next week. Uh, we're going to start discussing the possibility of trying to strap Nick down and maybe start to interrogate him about his little story. True. Uh, his little big story. Don't worry. Yep. But we'll talk about that later. We, uh, okay, I, was, I was starting to like, is there anything else? Oh, man. No, that's it. Leaving the peaceful mind. I'm going to ask uh, people on Twitter. You can uh, contact me any way you can on uh, either my uh, mine or casual master quest about uh, Operation Nightclub. If that was okay. Did we go over the, you know, did we go just bat fucking crazy to it? Or are we okay with doing this? You know, halfway through? Or all of it. You know, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's it. That was episode number 14. And don't forget to never stop the grind. We'll see you guys later. Oh, bye, bye. bye. Love you. Love you. Find more of our work by searching for Casual Master Quest on iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast players. Check out what we'll be doing next week on Twitter at MasterQuestPod.